Associate. I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking. I like that song. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm sick, so my, my Scott staff's not as good today, okay? I think I'll it's even better. Yeah, is I was gonna say it definitely is better. <laughs> I put a little yeah. I put a little stank on it this time. I gave it a little <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom end there. What's up, everybody? We're nerds. We're back for another week. I'm Jester954 here with everybody's favorite uncle, Aaron, Jean-Claude Van Damme Mueller, everybody's camp- favorite camping biking, Jimmy John, and Nate, because I forgot again. To Satan's camera. Satan's camera. Hail Satan! Hail <laughs> Satan! So, yeah, it's been a week. We did it's it. It's been a week. Yeah, we did it again. We're here again. Oh, I forgot. I did write something down. Uh, this week we're going to go over the nominees for the Game Awards. We'll see what those are about. There's a lot of them, but there's Which a lot this, of Which this, I believe, ones. was suggested by Brian Marshall. Yeah, I think uh, so. I, yeah, so, I believe yeah. so. To give credit where credit is due. Fuck yeah, thank you for reminding us. Um, Anything else? Uh, James saw Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, no, that's me true. and I, Nate both yeah, did. Nate oh, Nate, too. you saw it too? Fuck I yeah. did, yeah. And we have opposing opinions. <laughs> Fuck All right, you, James. <laughs> All right, your couple name is either Jate or Names, so you got to pick. Jams, James, <laughs> Jams Jay- would just be Jathan. 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 Jathan Statham. No wait. <laughs> so you're telling me? <laughs> uh, we could do the lame thing of this is the last episode before Thanksgiving. What are we thankful for? But then we're Aww. just gonna say lame shit like thankful for. People in our lives being nice to us. I'm thankful for Hidetaka Miyazaki every year. What? I'm thankful for the value that the Sony PlayStation gives <laughs> every month. I'm thankful for their their bill every God. single month. Speaking of, they just charged me eighty goddamn dollars for the year. Um, Sick. That's not so bad. That's good. No, not bad. I just was like, what Disney the Plus fuck? is up to like a hundred and fifty a year now. Jesus. Isn't that getting? It I gotta What's get. What's going on with the Hulu thing? Are, I gotta get they, that Moon Knight. <laughs> are they eating? They're Hulu gonna be or combining eating Disney. Like, they own Hulu. They oh, already okay. own it. They're just combining it under one app instead, like Warner and uh, Discovery did when they merged. See, this is what I'm curious about because I have Hulu because I paid for Spotify. So I paid for Spotify, and they were like, "Hey, you just get Hulu because you pay for Spotify." So I have Hulu. So are they going to up my Spotify? Is is it going to trickle all the way there to where like my Spotify is going to go up because Disney probably mm. owns Spotify? Because if Hulu and Spotify have a deal where if you get one, you get the other, then they're probably under the same God company. And all that shit boils probably down to fucking Disney because they the don't God King. Yeah. So Three streaming platforms for one low price of fifty dollars <laughs> by month. Well, that's the thing. Like I got in. That's what grand why grandfathering is so great, man. Like I got in when Spotify was like ten bucks, but I think they've still moved me up. But I still pay less. I think I pay like twelve bucks, and I get Spotify and Hulu. But I don't know. Nice. We'll see if it goes up. 
Uh, Nate, what are you thankful for? Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for this podcast. Hey, uh-huh. Me too. Especially when it ends. <laughs> Especially when I quit. <laughs> Which, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I quit. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dudes. Who didn't go? James? Thank you. Uh, shit. I mean, I'm thankful for... Uh, music right now a lot because yeah, it's helping me through a very uh, uh just listening to music in general is like kind okay. of a go to when I'm getting real real depressed so and it's been uh, it's been rough and lately oh. so <laughs> it's been pretty good for me to have music and like trying to focus on that at times. Wait, are we being serious? <laughs> give a joke Sorry. answer. So yeah. did I. Uh, that's because I mean I yeah I don't know where else to go so sorry yeah. <laughs> wow well I am thankful for this podcast because uh, you know jokingly I'm making I was my defense mechanisms I have to make fun of uh, the genuine moments that I try to have but uh, I'm thankful for you guys you know I don't I don't have a lot of friends in my life and you guys are some of my closest friends so yes. I appreciate you for always being there. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Likewise. I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm very for thankful. They watch. Podcast. I'm thankful for you guys and Lulu and Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. Because Lulu got me through, you know, some of the some of the dark times, you know, when the night was creeping in. But so did this podcast. So. Yeah, it's always been there. That's the one constant is through the. But you know. Still, you know who we're there. all thankful for? Every single one of you listeners at home. <laughs> uh, you're going to go Scott Stapp. <laughs> and Scott Stapp, oh, no. he's walking the streets of uh, Boca Raton again, <laughs> oh, searching for his fucking lost jar of clay or whatever. <clears throat> Human clay. <laughs> it's what Isn't jars of clay another one of them damn bands? That's a band, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I think it's a Christian band, yeah. <laughs> James, as the resident music guy, you know who? Uh, Jesse is. I know, but probably yeah, yeah. more of a. Music Do either guy. of you guys remember in in the Butt Rock Pantheon a band called Seven Mary Three? Yeah, I know the name. I know. I don't remember. They have sure one I'm... hit that yeah. is huge. They went the. <laughs> I went down to the water's edge. Right, that one. That's not no. That's not even the big one. Oh, what was the big one? Uh shit. God, I there was a second one. I remember the Water's Edge always got me because uh, I wanted yeah. to know the secret. That was, was another it? one around there, but there's another one that's bigger. God, Here, that's gonna I'm gonna find it. It's I have cumbersome. it in my head, but I'm I've, up. I yes, yes. have Yeah, I never did like rock. So I never did stuff like that. Dude, that's a rocking tune, dude. It's rocking, bro. Dude, do you know what I just realized? That we're seeing Creed in Detroit Rock City. Oh, shit. Rockin' City. So it is going to be rockin', dude. Dude, hopefully That's like a rockin' roll town, man. Hopefully Kid Rock finally accepts me as his new Josie and I get to wear a fucking bucket hat and (laughs) pretend I'm a child. God, that's so cool. Can I pitch? I want to pitch James... 
uh, let me know if this music idea here. Uh, you tell me yeah. if it's good or not. So you know how there's like kids bop. We'll do like uh, <laughs> baby baby Creed. And, uh, you know, we'll do like instead of jars of clay, like tubes of play doh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would definitely work. Like, it'll definitely happen. I mean, okay, kids Bob is huge. Good, good, good. God, that one kid that that did. Um, <laughs> sorry, Miss Jackson has oh, never lived there. Gosh, I love Dude. seeing Matt. Maddie, <laughs> his me. name is Maddie. He's so funny. Yeah, he's like, looks like a little yeah. Bieber wannabe. Yeah, God. dude, he's like a little Bieber dude, bro. <laughs> my, I saw, I saw that once. And my YouTube was like, "Do you like this?" Like, you know, the algorithm like shows you another one. And I was like, this little fucking kid. I'm like, bro, because I think like, man, the the lives that like you know when we see like kid actors, and, you know, the Corey oh. Hunt, the like Corey Feldman <laughs> and <saved>. shit. <laughs> Yeah, I saved it all. I have a folder. No, but you, James said well, you said the lives, and then James said he saved. As if, oh. like, your music saved me. No, no, no. I mean the lives of these people. Like when you see like Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, like in like Leonardo DiCaprio, these kid stars and shit, and like Bieber. Like you, you wonder what, like how you were when you were eleven years old, and like imagine an idiot. Yeah, yeah. It's just so. A, I was a. Well, psychopath, you're not even a. Per, sure. You're not even a person yet. You're just like a. You're literally the child being. Uh, shoved around by your parents, so you really got to think like the parents are probably fucking psycho. I thought you were going in clay at that point. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going a different way. Uh, One day I was, one time I was tripping on acid with my buddy, and we were watching Reading Rainbow, (laughs) and (coughs) he just randomly turned to to the rest of us and said, "How many of these kids you think are dead?" (laughs) We're all like, "What the fuck, dude?" (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the. Anyways, sorry uh, for the quaff. But yeah, we're gonna be in Detroit Rockin' City, Detroit Rock City. Thank you, Detroit. (laughs) But we're not technically not though. It's like an adjacent city. I'm gonna suck. I'm gonna be there like too black or too white, too wrong or too (laughs) right here tonight. I thought oh, for a second the other day, I was like, what's going to happen after that initial laughing meme moment and you're three songs into a two and a half hour set? And it's like, <laughs> oh, oh shit, man. <laughs> we're going to get our creed on, dude. It's going to be, be like, we, we're watching the whole thing. Like, we're, we're taking it all in. I'm going to be out there like, hold me now. <laughs> With yeah, arms dude. wide open. Right. <laughs> Tears yeah. just streaming down our face. Oh, I'll cry at some God. point. Their songs are really like you know, emotional. I'll... <laughs> I mean, just no, dude. To... I'm not just... saying it like it's legit gangster <laughs> shit, but I'm saying that like they are. They're like up. He's like they're like uplifting songs. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, so there's moments that are like uplifting, even though they're cringe. And I'm very susceptible to like music. Like music emotes my emotions. So like, uh-huh. it's crazy. It's funny, James. You were bringing up how music's been helping you through some dark times. When I'm in like Great. really deep, deep depressions, I can't listen to music because it it like activates too much emotion in me, and I just it'll just make me. Oh break down. sure, yeah. There's there's songs where I have to stop and switch to podcast yeah. or like music because it'll trigger that shit, and then I'm like, oops, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, it happened to me at the gym comedy podcast to, time. Yeah, when I was. When I was going to the gym a bunch, I was going like every day and I would just listen to podcasts and I was like, you know what? Let me listen to some music. And I put some heavy shit on, dude. I put on some like this heavy tech, tech death band and um, 
it like it like it like it moved my emotions so much i almost like just had a like emotional breakdown i had to turn it off and i was like holy shit i forgot like how powerful music can be to like move because mm -hmm. it's the closest thing we have to magic like music literally can alter your with the, like a song is like a spell like you can literally change the speed of the atoms moving in someone's body with like you know if they're susceptible to be able to comprehend like and they're an emotional person some people can hear stuff and not give a shit for me bitch if i hear the metal gear solid theme or if i try to hum it my throat <laughs> clogs up and i start to get like emotional just it's because funny of, like the the, the the memories tied with it good yeah, the same thing's happening. I've been like listening to Critical Role's like third, um, third campaign. Like I started over because I had started it and then just like wasn't able to listen to podcasts. And they like made a new intro and it's all of them doing the singing parts and everything. And I just like me, it triggers like I'm just happy for like them being good people and like being successful with this, like doing yeah. something they actually love to do and stuff, and it being like. So like every time I hear the little intro, like you know, you can I feel like, you know, like a tingly happiness for them, just yeah. because it's like cool when people can actually do something they love as a career and constantly get to do it with the friends they are, you know, love and live with and everything. <laughs> like that yeah. stuff's so cool that people can actually experience that and not have to do like, you know, manufacturing jobs and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, can I ask a question about, so when you feel those emotions coming on from a song, you, uh, well, you, like you don't, it's, it's going to make you cry. You just don't want to feel those emotions. You stop it, turn on a podcast or what's no, it's usually takes multiple songs for me. I can like, if it's one and I get to another one, if it's like the same gives me the same like feelings or leads to them, then I just have to get out of it. Cause I know that's going to get me into a spot that I just like difficult to get back out of sometimes. Um, is that, that but a... like it takes multiple songs. It's, and it was the, the thing with me is like, I, I work solo and I'm in a booth and I'm just welding all day with earbuds in like alone and stuff. And that's like part of my depression. So like for me, like it's just like amplifies it when somebody's also singing and like that's like the focus of it. And then you're like sitting there working alone for 10 hours yeah. <laughs> and you don't talk to anybody all day. Yeah. Then you yeah. start like, it's yeah. just too much. So it's I just not, get away uh, from it. It's not just like a, oh, this song makes me cry. It's a little bit deeper than that. It kind of. Fucks it's up just your, a triggers. Yeah. Your yeah. whole day kind of well it depends on uh, what we i can work out to. of it yeah it yeah. depends what we're, we're listening to because like i listen to a lot of like depressing shit i just per personally think that aesthetically or audio aesthetically like serious stuff is like better i like serious music mm -hmm. and shit like that so i don't really like punk and stuff and i, I like like technical yeah. proficiency so i like stuff that usually comes out like depressing so being like depressed and then just listening to sad shit that's not gonna help i mean there's Songs that are specifically tied to things sometimes. Like with me, like if I I'm... was <laughs> Go ahead. Like the no, thing I, you, for Jesse, was... I was I was trying to get I was recommending some guar to Jesse and he's like, you know, I don't really like fun music. Yeah. Like, guar? Like, so this this that. uh <laughs> like right. actually this goes back to like a really 
a, a, a core memory I have driving up to Atlanta with my brother to visit my sister when I was like maybe 16. He was probably 20 or something like that, 21. And he was playing music. And then like, he was like, all right, put one of your CDs in. And I put like Slipknot in or something or Deftones or whatever. And we started talking about music. And my brother would play like Van Halen, fucking Beach Boys, R&B, fucking Big Pun, Tupac. And we were talking about music and I was like trying to explain like In Flames and Opeth, like this serious like metal stuff and like why I like it so much. And he's like, look, man, people listen to music for different reasons. Some people listen to music to like really get into it and get deep into the music and feel their emotions. And some people like to listen to music to relax and have fun because I just busted my ass at work all day and I'm going to listen to David Lee Roth tell me to jump. You know what I mean? So like I understood like the different like, okay, like. That's when I really realized, like, oh, okay, that's the difference. I understand fun music. I fucking mm-hmm. hate down south Atlanta rap, like Ludacris. It's just throw them bows, move, yeah, bitch, well, get the, out of the way. The but, other example. The, I just want to person... finish this one thing about the Ludacris. Okay. I can't stand that shit. But if you're in the right setting for it, like a strip club, it's fucking perfect. Like, you're not going to play Isan in a strip club. Or you're not, you know, so it all depends on where you're at and what yeah. you like. We're good. So you gave two ex- two examples of two different routes for music, this person you were talking with. And one was uh, mm-hmm. to t- get in touch with your emotions, to you know, feel. But I think uh, some people do that to regulate their emotions. Like they'll listen to something sad and then feel sad to help kind of. I don't know if that works for you, James or Jesse or Aaron. Uh, you know, this. I'll, I'll after this question, I'll you know we'll go, we could go to the weeks. But is that something that maybe makes sense to you? Like, you know, you you play some sad music and that helps you feel a little happier afterwards because you kind of went through that process, those emotions. Um, um, I'll tell you. For me, generally, if I'm feeling depressed and I'm listening to sad music, it makes me confront my depression so i get sad and i just live in that sadness you know yeah i like that like i like to confront my emotions um so no what i do is i like to sing along to music that makes me happy that's why i listen to a lot of pop punk yeah that's so fun it's like very sing along Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know like i don't i wonder because I, I guess I'm don't... asking if there's like a therapeutic almost. Well, definitely. Angle. It's kind yeah, of like yeah, I think what Aaron's saying, kind of like it, kind of like. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the mood that I'm in. I know that it can it can after a while sometimes if I'm listening to some just super depressing shit like the suicide depressive suit like one of my favorite genres as of the last couple of years is DSBM depressive suicidal black metal that doesn't make me sad. <laughs> That's like you're supposed to kill yourself to it. Oh my god, that doesn't make me sad. That shit's really good. It's got great guitars. It's like slow, breathy vocal stuff that can really get me like sad. Yeah, like same. shit off like shit off of like the Tetris Effect soundtrack or the the um Horizon Forbidden West soundtrack, dude, or like the that kind of stuff. Or there's this girl right now who she put a clip she put a little reel out of her song and I heard it like six months ago. She heard the song's called Strangers. And I heard it and I was like, bro, that shit's going to go super viral. I bet you. And then like she eventually like the little clip goes viral and then she's like, oh, I'm going to drop the song. Fucking song gets 20 million hits in a day. This girl's career started. Boom. Awesome. Right. All her songs, they're, they're so nice. It's just breathy female vocal, heavy reverb with like light 
drum like fucking fast drum and bass behind it but she like does it and it's like it's cheesy corny stuff right it's like cheesy corny girl music that's like sad or about liking somebody but it's just so perfect and i if i hear it it immediately like pulls up these sad emotions and can make me cry i'm not sad but it just i use it sometimes to to feel those emotions because like it can really like emote me to it's like when listening to really really good tech death like technical death metal i want to run you know or i want to hit something like it really like it moves how i'm feeling um like you were saying your molecule you know uh you can change the speed of the molecule the speed the molecules are moving in somebody's body with a song yeah, I, mean, I don't know if that's true though well i mean yeah. if it changes your you emotional change your blood state, pressure you it, could like you telling me that like I'll not go, everyone I'll, I'll buy it yeah like if you listen to some really heavy shit like you tell me that shit can't get your heart that pumping. just sounded like some woo woo Fake it is, well, it it's, a, it's a romanticized <laughs> way of stating something that's technical that's technically true, kind of in a way. <laughs> don't kill our vibe, Aaron. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Like the vibes are I, fucking well, down right now, dude. We're, so we're, I mean, in all all technicality, like I mean, it 100 percent can because I don't know if you've ever seen the. There's a guy that does different. He'll play a band. And actually have this thing where he's like forming crystals, only playing certain bands, and the crystals will form different ways based on different music, usually. And yeah. he just has the music by this thing, and it like crystallizes, and it's like different. He's like, this yeah. song made it look like this, <laughs> you know? Well, and it's like... Also, cool have you shit. ever seen when they put sand on a speaker, and they play different frequencies, and it makes these... Like, the sound frequency vibrating makes these crazy, like geometric Dog. shapes in the sand you ever seen when they did it with tool bro and it was like yeah. and then the fucking so, shit went into the perfect Fibonacci sequence dude shit was crazy yeah. dog <laughs> um i saw a funny Fibonacci sequence thing i'll say it later but um but yeah like it's perfect with what you said oh that sounds kind of woo woo and that's true because when it comes to all the woo woo shit with the crystals the religion the <laughs> spirituality the anything you're into that's the only way you're good like look spoilers magic's not real you know what i mean you have to make magic happen in your life you can be a complete realist and be like i don't give a shit and like that's I don't dumb, know. but like where you come to my house, I'll show you where the magic happens. <laughs> What's um, up, MTV imagine, Cribs? A... <laughs> uh, but I did see a funny Fibonacci sequence meme. I should have saved it. Fuck, I might have. It's it's I it's got Johnny Fibonacci Sins. right here. It's Johnny Sins, the porn star Johnny Sins, uh -huh. sucking a titty. But you, but but the titty, they crop it so in the next picture the titty's on top of his head, so it looks like he's sucking the top of his head, and then that mouth is doing it. So it's just a Fibonacci sequence of of Johnny Sins sucking his own head, wow. and it's it's funny. Johnny you kind of got to see it. Johnny Sins. <laughs> It's a gift from God. Yeah, name. where is it? Y'all heard the... I always do this uh, uh, to my Cuban coworker, but have you guys heard the fucking Pollo Tropical commercial? Yeah, that's right. I can uh, I can say it with an accent. You're from Florida. You can the say the like Pollo Tropical commercial where the it's like a Cuban guy that goes, this is a real Cuban sandwich right down <laughs> to the cut. <laughs> and then if you watch it uh if if you're why do you sound like sebastian from little mermaid you're, that's yeah. he goes yeah, right i t i swear to god find the commercial he goes right down to the cut 
<laughs> and then later, if, uh, well, not later. If you if you are on a Spanish algorithm, sometimes my YouTube or my TV thinks I'm Latin. Um, it, <laughs> they show me the Spanish language version, and he says, "Mantequilla is a gift from God." <laughs> Everything is like a hard pop. It's very funny. The butter is like spread hard in the Fibonacci poppy. sequence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in fucking what's his name nick Ryder. dick Ryder. what the guy's dick name <laughs> no the guy you just said uh what's that porn star's name god never mind johnny joke. sins johnny sins <laughs> i didn't say the me meme james we're, we're acting like we don't know the name you're like who john i know i don't really know the name you start doing the character i didn't grow up with internet <laughs> jonathan what's his name <laughs> Jonathan Weinberg? Bad Vibes? The only thing I remember ever hearing about was the guy that had his dick cut off and thrown out on an interstate or something. Oh, oh John, John Bobbitt? Bobbitt. Yeah. John Bobbitt. Because no. <laughs> he became a porn star afterwards. Oh, that's true. Yeah, after they reattached it, somebody paid him well, he had to make a, a porn new video. One put on. Yeah. Yeah. A I never looked one. that up. I wonder. Huh. No, I just heard it on a radio show. Hmm. <laughs> Definitely only heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't download the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray set, bro. Who wants? Definitely didn't download a picture of it for four hours on my 56K fucking dial-up connection. You're lucky, 56K. They would would, should do a a Frankenstein porn parody with John Bobbitt. You know? Yeah, Yeah. that would be good. Put little plugs in his dick. I mean, he's probably in his it's 70s, alive. 60s. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got it. You got it. Close up to his oh, dick yeah. and have it go fire bad. <laughs> do we want to get to our weeks? Um, I didn't do shit. No. I got sick and it was terrible. It's been. Yeah. I so got it. Did you play anything? That, Scott Stab style. Uh, A little more Spider-Man. It's been. Yeah, I played yeah, some Spider-Man. Been. Some Spider-Man 2. Um and I really like Where are it. You now? So I got to the part I played up to Venom becoming Venom and that part was very cool. Like the whole Peter with the um black suit. It's pretty quick. <laughs> uh yeah. but it they do it really well. Like his his attitude change kind of reads really well and that actor does a really good job, that voice actor. Um Yuri Yuri Rosenthal. Yeah. Um, he did a great job and Miles is great. You know, like I'm really enjoying it. The whole Craven shit was really cool too. Then I got to a part now where you go to, you know, Venom's around and whatever, but then there's all these like little symbiote. I thought they were going to do like the symbiote saga where like there was all like the Shrike or whatever, Shriek and hair one or what, you know, all the different (laughs) symbiotes, but no, it's just Mm -hmm. like people are getting taken over by Venom symbiote little shards and becoming monsters that you have to beat up and it's way too video gamey it was the first time i'm like oh oh no it's a video game you know but it's yuri lowenthal okay but that said i gotta tell you man swinging through the city is just never not fun and they do such a good job with the different move styles of peter and miles like they functionally the movement is exactly the same you're doing the same thing, but they both have different like swinging animations. Different and, animation sets. Yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. cool. Um, yeah, are you like are you like point jumping and using the wings and then the sky yeah. jump and the sky boost? Like yeah. you have so many different and like you could like 
whole circle and left around a building and like like swing around the building like it's fucking there's so yeah, much yeah there's a lot Hold going on and you'll do a flip it's just it's not that that, um, that never got boring it's yeah. singing around the city never got fucking boring hopefully when i'm done with the story i can just load it up anytime i want and do that for hours because the swinging's great looks beautiful but the PS2 Spider-Man 2 is still still better, the greatest <laughs> uh, to ever do it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is what people say to do. So I will actually I'm gonna oh, I deleted fuck. But um, if you want to try this, there are a whole bunch of swing assist options on max level right now. If you oh. go to your if you go to your settings, drop them all to zero, and you you have to like be careful how you swing. You have to make sure there's stuff around you like. And you can find a balance to where it won't be so... Because you can kind of just hold it, man. It's pretty easy. Like, you're pretty safe. But, yeah. Um, people said if you want, like, a fun... Like, a challenge, uh, turn all the assists off. And it, you'll have to, like, really kind of place your web swing. And I forgot to check yeah. that out. It sounds interesting. Well, I, I don't know if uh, you can do it in, in the, the... In this Spider-Man 2, but in the PS2 one, you can do, like, a loop de loo like you can, yeah. you can get enough inertia. Yeah, you can do it. That's one of the upgrades. Yeah, so it makes you, you go is, super fast. While you're falling, you have to make sure there's buildings around you. While you're falling, while you're diving, you hold R two, and then he'll do a giant loop, and it'll give you like a big momentum boost. Pretty cool. It's kind of tricky to pull you, off sometimes, though. You, you can do it like of... several, several loops. Like yeah. you mm-hmm. can just keep looping and looping. Oh, you can just hold it. Yeah, okay. with the there's one you do like to get that I was talking about you, to get like to turn a corner on a building real easy, which is just hold circle and the direction you want to zip around the corner of the building. If you're high enough and a building has like a little lightning rod on it and you can catch the lightning rod, you can rod, you can just do a like a sideways spin forever and then just launch yourself off. It's crazy. There's a yeah. lot of crazy like traversal videos of things that I never even thought of that are possible in the fucking game. I did a lot of sleeping. So I had originally planned, I was sick, so I was like, I'm just going to try and beat Spider-Man, you know, just fucking vibe and do that. But then I slept like 12 hours on Thursday night. And yeah, yeah, it was it was wild. I just randomly like I had to present at work. There was like a um, a little not a work conference. It was an advisory council meeting, whatever, which had a bunch of people from the different divisions come in. And I was presenting um, something for them. So I was like nervous. I don't know, maybe stress. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm already immunocompromised. So whatever. So I fucking got bronchitis immediately. (laughs) Yeah. The end result there is I got fucking bronchitis, which like you're not even supposed (laughs) to get without being sick already. But the the I did a teledoc. So, I mean, the guy could have been fucking way off. But I had every symptom of bronchitis, which involves back pain my lower back felt like there was fucking lightning going up my nerve endings yeah <laughs> um and then that the next day me out, that fucking word fucking grosses me oh out. i saw a great shirt that's said insane clown bussy <laughs> yeah you said that to me it's great Bro, i don't know uh, why that word just like skeeves me out dude <laughs> I, it's because it means back pussy I mean, yeah well yeah <laughs> i'll tell you later uh, or boy pussy. <laughs> well, that yeah, that. But I, uh, <laughs> somebody used that word way back when I used to work for that porn company, like ten years ago, almost or about I think it was ten years ago now. 
and that that was used like that's an old word because somebody wrote it like in a video. I used to... <laughs> oh my life. Anyway, sorry. Go somebody ahead. wrote it like a line, like in a, a description. No, oh. like, uh... you, there was like user uploaded content. So I thought it was dialogue. Oh yeah, give me that bussy. <laughs> it was something like that. <laughs> it was something like that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, other than that, so Pantheon dropped their two four seven mode and went full twenty four seven MMO testing this weekend. So I can't say no. much until December first when the ver- the the verbal yep. NDA drops. Uh, I can then talk fully and openly about uh, everything i've ever done in this game but i can just say i played 10 hours of it uh and it you was should great. tell them you should tell them you broke nda on your podcast so they have to listen to it uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, then don't, and just next week be like hey I, I broke nda again i'm sorry and they'll have to listen again we can get extra views that way extra oh, listens. um but yeah they um so they did that and i played like 10 hours of it and it was fucking awesome um so I'm excited to be back playing this mode. I didn't, I didn't dislike the other mode, um, but you know, uh, it didn't get enough people playing it, so they, um, they decided to drop it. Um, and then what else? Um, oh, I played a little bit of Last Light, um, and I'll let James talk more about it because he um, Last Light is that what it's called? The Last Faith. The Last Faith. Oh, nice. <clears throat> um, Very nice. I played a little bit of that because I got into Discord the other on was it Saturday night and James was playing it and he was like, uh, yeah. "Oh, it just dropped and it's on sale." I was like, "Well, it looked so goddamn good." I was like, "Guess I'm buying it," <laughs> and I <laughs> went and bought it and uh, it was very good. Um, so hell yeah, but it's very hard and I'm not very good at it. So oh, the shit. it you you probably won't have as much trouble with it. Oh no, I'm gonna kick that game's ass. Yeah, it's I'm very good at video games. The second boss just has a phase that the first boss was like a good puzzle. Like I was getting frustrated because I was getting clipped, but you know, I knew it was my fault. It's one of those things like, you know, when you're, you're losing and you're like, damn, I suck. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. But the second boss had his second phase. I don't understand that. He's just like a puddle <laughs> flying around and then he jumps out and <laughs> attacks you and dives down and you have to dodge him. And when he hits a laser shoots out to the side and it's like, what the fuck, man? I can't be like, there's too much going on. I don't have enough damage to do. Like, I was like... Beat him second try. Yeah, I was like barely hurting him. <laughs> I'm still using the first sword. <clears throat> okay. I saw there's different weapons, right? I, saw, I think I saw like, oh, yeah. a, like an axe and stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. there's a bunch, looks, yeah. yeah. I got I'm an definitely... axe, a whip, a sword, a... Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of shit. I didn't buy it yet. Yeah, it's, it's a very cool game. And it... it it looks really good. Like mm-hmm. every time I play one of these games, I'm like, man, they really show you that you don't need to make some fucking Unreal Five fucking monstrosity. You know, you can just make. I mean, yeah, I'll just talk about it to you because yeah, I'm I'm all done. We're That's talking we're about it. Yeah. I love that they also added. Um, there's just like the little things, like all the movements, all the like. Each each enemy, um, you can get a basically do a finisher on some of them once in a while, and you'll hit Y, and it has like a different way of executing them, oh, nice. and, which is kind of unique. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, I don't Voice know. Voice acting like, is very good. 
Yeah, voice acting is good. This isn't even normally my kind of game, and I'm I'm, I'm still playing the shit out of yeah. it. Um, it's very Dark Souls with the leveling and everything, like exactly Vampires. Dark Souls. Um, like no leveling, reset. you still go to a, a lady to do that. But yeah, there it's... are altars to like save and travel to her. You have to go back to basically okay. the mansion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And do enemies um, reset at the bonfires? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh okay. It's fucking Dark Souls. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's got strength decks. Uh, it does have like magic, and then it's like another one. But I oh yeah, the other was. one's like uh, bullets, right? It's like flexibility or something weird like that. Yeah, there's instinct, mind, decks, and strength. So. I mean, the I think the mind is for, like, the magic stuff, because you get, like, an offhand-type weapon, too, that's, like, either a gun or a magic ability or something like that. Um, I don't love that the heal or your item use is, like, a trigger button. <laughs> I think that's kind of <laughs> annoying, but just because I'm used to... Like, all the other controls are very Dark Souls, but uh, not really... I mean, they're like typical uh, platformer controls. It yeah. just feels weird that that's the item button for that. But now the game looks good. It plays good. I've I've had a lot of fun with it. Is it so a far. Metroidvania like open yeah. world? Mm -hmm. or... Okay, yeah. Let's fucking go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I'll yep. be there. Yeah, I think you'll love it. It's 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 pretty good. Um, am I just doing a week? Yeah, my yeah, job. I'm done. Nice. Okay. Um. So as far as game goes, that's basically all I've been playing. And then Cyberpunk. Uh, oh, no, that's not true. Um, Friday, I actually played uh, Friday the 13th, the game. Um, I believe it's done getting support or anything. But um, Friday's uh, my buddy from Minnesota, like Minnesota. during COVID, they had their um, their board game, like tabletop gaming group just started playing games online so now we like just keep doing it and on every friday we just play like online games together like usually eight to like 12 people or something awesome. um yeah but we had nice. six so we played friday the 13th and man that was a lot of fun like i had never played it and it felt like it was like playing Dead by Daylight, but had a little more specific theme and a little i like the like process of actually just getting a car going and then trying to escape and like the whole time jason can like get in front of your car smash it and like stop you and like pull you out of the car and start okay. <laughs> trying to kill you um nice. yeah it yeah, was that's a good, yeah is this the one that you can play as jason as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. i was gonna get to that because i gotcha. actually ended up getting to play as him and it was. I was a little nervous because I, like I said, I never played the game before, but I slaughtered them. And the <laughs> best part is one of your left triggers to grab people, and then you can um, set finisher like four different finishers. So when you're holding on to them, you can push like a button to like doing like one of the X. Uh, what is it? X A Y B shit or square triangle circle something. Um, yeah. You can hit one of those, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think you there's DLC like... for extra kills, which is yeah, fuck. No, oh, yeah, yeah, they just stopped oh, support it. like recently, I think. 
but like you can like set those and you can you know like i set one where you know you just basically crush their head until it like explodes in your hands or <laughs> you know stuff like that um Fuck yeah, dude. it was fun playing as jason because you get the the like it's it's limited on like a t- it, uh, like um regen g- regenerates like everything you can do but like you can pull up the map and do like a you don't see where people are necessarily when you're when you look at the map you don't see them so you can like do a you literally just click on a point and it'll just like fast travel you there and then it's okay. like you know takes time for it to come back and then you have like a kind of like a spectral movement thing where you can move really fast but you can't do anything while you're doing it you're like kind of disappeared um which is super cool because sometimes you know, you do find out where they are and then you can get to them pretty quick. Um, you can just sit and hack the shit out of them with whatever weapon you have or whatever. Um, you can also, what was the other thing? There is like, you do kind of have like a vision type thing you can do to like kind of home in on them. Cause the maps are actually pretty big and they're trying to either like get out, get gas into a boat to be able to take off in the boat or get a battery keys and gas for cars or repair a fuse box to call police in or something to help get them out of there. And like all those things are limited on like the amount of people that can actually use them. Like I think the boats either just one or maybe two and like one car is a two seater, one car is a four seater. Like, so (laughs) everybody's kind of got to do it on their own too, in a way. But yeah, it was, it was a blast. I, I, it's i think cheap my buddy he gets like a ton of codes when he buys these things on like sale or whatever so he can share them with everybody so he shared it with me but yeah i would definitely say pick it up if you have friends who like to play that type of game with because i i found it to be quite enjoyable and it plays very well i was on pc so but yeah nice yeah that was free on plus i think last year or the year before and that's also what the new texas chainsaw is same shit which is a perfect oh, nice. kind of a perfect fit for horror movie games like basically they should all just be one game yeah i mean mm. dead by daylight does get licensing to a yeah. lot of them oh yeah like dead they by have the goat. freddy yeah. they have they, they just did the uh xenomorphs from aliens like mm-hmm. they do a lot of cool shit <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty dope. But their uh, gameplay is kind of limited because it's like repair four generators and then get the door open and leave. And it's not as creative, I feel, as like actually having to try to get parts for your... Like you can... I found a shotgun and a guy was getting murdered by Jason, like holding up doing a finisher and I shot him and it stuns him. And the person can like get away and like you never kill them, but you can stun them by like everybody grabbing a weapon and just start attacking them. And it'll stun them for like, I don't know, 20 seconds, 15 seconds. So you can try to like get away or start doing stuff like, yeah, it's, it's nice. fun. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't really played much else for games. Um, it was a, uh, comedy special week for me. Um, I, uh, Watch the new Matt Rife comedy special. Um, most oh. people have probably seen him on TikTok or Instagram or whatever for the doing crowd work guy. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's blown up huge. Um, 
and he finally got a special on Netflix, obviously because he's huge and it'll draw people. Um, and it was pretty good. I do think his crowd works a lot better. I think the special overall, I would give like, as far as comedy specials I've watched, it's, it's like a seven maybe like he's funny, but I think his crowd works where he shines like off the cuff stuff. He's really good at. Yeah. That's the Um, problem with, um, comedians that are good at crowd work. Like if you try to watch their specials, it's never as good because they, like you said, they kind of benefit from being out of pocket and getting fed like setups that people don't even mean to feed them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he is particularly r- good at like building a comedy set off of the crowd work stuff. But I mean, it was funny. It's definitely like, I think a lot of people will take him as like, a chick's comic, but there's a lot of jokes that are just like, if you're, if you weren't a dude, you wouldn't, you would never get the, like a, the joke. <laughs> like there's jokes he does that are specifically just like only guys are going to understand that. And I think I remember hearing him on a podcast talking about that. And I think that was like a thing he was trying to like get across. Is that like, you know, a lot of his like actual material is not like girl oriented where I think where he's like a pretty boy and on TikTok it seems like he's like you know thirst trapping and whatever <laughs> but it's just not the yeah. case <laughs> he's one of those pretty boys that's like actually goes on about being how self-conscious he is about it and doesn't like it and you know he used to be on uh... and stuff he like got his brain yeah, wild and out. out and he had like yeah. fucked up teeth back then. <laughs> yeah. He brought that. that up on, uh, I think two bears when he was on there. Yeah. That's funny. I don't, I, yeah, I don't hate overall, on that guy. Cause fine. I don't hate on him. Cause yeah, he's super handsome, but he's also funny. So it's like, I mean, yeah, he's it's annoying. Funny. Cause it's like, how dare you be both? But <laughs> yeah, he's very humble about it too. Like, he hundred percent will tell you like it's a all because of TikTok. He's like I didn't. I he's like I hate social media. He's like I don't use it. Somebody recommended it to me, so I put a video up on there. And he's like I'm not kidding you. My first video like after he's like I went to bed after a set after doing a show one night, and it just took off. He's like I was not ready for it. <laughs> it has caught him off guard completely. Like a year ago, he was nothing yeah yeah so it's a pretty cool story for him i guess it's a good positive thing about social media obviously um uh the next one i watched was shane gillis's new comedy special on netflix too um he's really i think that one yeah that one was like an eight five for me that was i i he nailed it because he's even when he gets into political stuff he kind of like hits on both sides a little bit and um he's just he's just good at doing like his his look and like playing his comedy off of him looking like he has down syndrome or whatever he says <laughs> like it's just all super funny he's good at like i don't know he presents his jokes very well and adds to it with his expression very well so <laughs> i thought he was great i saw um, him talking about Getting into the handicap section of a place, just <laughs> making this one face. <laughs> yep. Oh, so I saw that one. Funny. Yeah, you talking about a football game. Yeah. He, he went with like the the mentally disabled people uh, who got to be on the field. Yeah, so he just stepped over the barricade and just stood next to them, and nobody said anything to him. 
someone a security guard walked by and like gave him a look like looked at him was like yeah that checks out yeah you know i wonder how you feel about if you know of course every comedian is different but you know everyone's got their own style comparing shane gillis to matt rife like shane gillis i feel has a little more a little more seasoned. He's got has a little more. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, sure. he's a comic. Matt, this other dude's new. Yeah, so I feel like maybe that might be. Uh, he's not as. Uh, he doesn't have the gray in his hair as far as writing. He doesn't great great with crowd work, but he hasn't. Really... Yeah, the craft isn't there yet. Well, Matt Rife did start like twelve years ago. He's yeah. just oh, literally he's never. There. Yeah, he he just never like blew up. He just, yeah. he just, he was on the verge of quitting when the TikTok stuff like that's blew crazy. him up. Yeah. God, yeah. that's he was wild. like ready to get a real job and stuff. <laughs> He's like, I probably made like thirty grand last year, and Jesus. now I'm like, I got a lot of money. <laughs> Must be nice. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, the Shane Gillis one, I definitely recommend first. Um, Definitely no knock on Matt Reif. I mean, he's he is funny. I just think from what I've seen of his his crowd work stuff, um, I think he definitely thrives at that. He's really good at the off the cuff stuff. And well, that's what I was gonna say that. about Stavros last weekend, um, or last week when I talked about. It. I think I said it, but he is better at crowd work, and he he was at you know we were at fucking Broward Center for the Performing Arts, which is like a big fancy theater yeah so like yeah, he couldn't weird, like, do it plays. he tried a couple times uh and then he just he couldn't do it so i do wonder how much i mean i know shane gillis definitely had some cut because they they write an hour when they do their shit mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. this was like 52 minutes so <laughs> <laughs> i would like to know what got cut because he even mentioned at one point he thought one joke might get cut <laughs> and it didn't but yeah and it, the way it, where it ended, I feel like the whole ending got cut off because <laughs> the, the last joke of the special didn't hit as hard as like a normal last joke does mm. because they build it so well and it kind of calls back and builds like just they always have one that just is just perfect. At the yeah, end, you know? it like yeah. points and to it itself. It just felt. Yeah, it felt edited like I feel like there was a cut. And they just cut to him saying like goodbye to everybody and stuff. So I feel like there must have been a little bit more in there. But and you're a big Brendan you know. Schaub fan, right? He's your favorite stand-up. Um, you Gringo Poppy. What? Like... <laughs> Gringo Poppy. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Don't, don't let don't let Adam talk to you like that, James. <laughs> Bapa. I've heard the name. I couldn't even tell you who he is. I'm uh, I'm gonna fight you, Aaron, for James. You know what's funny. <laughs> I used to listen to Fighter and the Kid when they first started it, and I actually used to think Brendan Schaub was pretty funny because he's just, like, goofy. And before he got super rich um, and, you know, was just all about how rich he is, he was just kind of a goofy fucking, you know, uh, jock. But then he thought he could do comedy because Joe Rogan told him, you should do comedy instead of, you know, (laughs) getting CTE. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, that was a huge mistake. That was a real yeah, mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I still stand by the fact that I think Joe Rogan is real bad at comedy. 
I cannot. I think I he's I think he's awful. I've never liked his um, specials, but and I hate him politically now. But when we saw him live, he was actually great. I mean, Tony Hinchcliffe opened for him and fucking crushed him, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. But I think Tony Hinchcliffe's super funny. Um, mm-hmm. Also hate his politics. but That might also be a big part of it. Like, I haven't watched any of his specials. I've watched some shows he's done, and then I've heard him. He's been on Kill Tony, obviously, a thousand times. And every time he's on there, I'm like, God, shut up, dude. Like, Yeah. <laughs> just, you're not funny. Your jokes are dog shit. He doesn't have, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the Kill Tony gene. no yeah no it doesn't help either like 50 percent of the time he comes on there he's like shit-faced by the time he's on there like before he's even on like gets on the show he's already shit-faced so it's i I do think he's good at interviewing so i don't i don't know (laughs) yeah uh i feel like kill tony like that's a stabbing like he stabs you with a knife uh for a joke and uh, Joe Rogan is maybe like on the surface, like a he's just punch, like it's a punch, you know. Yeah. It's not necessarily that's maybe my that my take on it, but I feel you. Joe Rogan is a little bit too big now. He's like the George Lucas of of like how no one can really when George Lucas was making Star Wars or the yeah he the had prequels. no no men no one yeah. So Joe Rogan's like, hey man, that, that's not that funny, or you know, like that. He's Joe Rogan is probably not surrounded by Joe Rogan scree- screeches. Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never work in this town again. Shit. Yeah. What else? <sighs> Do you have you uh, watched um, Nate Bargatze? No, I tried. I he's, so. It's fine. I saw him live a couple years ago. He was great too. Yeah, he's I, I like him. He's uh he's got like this slow demeanor. He's yeah, like a. But it's if it's he's good. He's good too. Yeah, usually, honestly, you like. If it wasn't Chappelle, I never really listened to specials. Um. Just because his were just always so big, it was just like a. It's like an you event. know, everybody talks about it. You got to kind of know what's going on. You know. Yeah. Um. Shit, but we the more kids, I've listened was... to comedy podcasts, I'm like getting into it a lot more. I really mm-hmm. like want to hear their stuff they talk about. <laughs> yeah, when we were kids, it was like uh, Chris Rock specials were huge. Oh, Carlin was huge when huge. I was a kid, too. Carlin and Pryor were huge when I was a kid. And Eddie Murphy Raw was actually like. Oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy was, was humongous. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like people uh, were like going to theaters to watch mm-hmm. like stand up for raw yeah i remember being on it was a lot of their specials on hbo but i never really watched them because we didn't have it i think dane cook I mean, oh yeah he's probably yeah the, the dane cook specials really were huge the one with the sword on the cover i loved <laughs> when when his first special dropped i thought he was the funniest person on earth like yeah. i literally oh, he was, was like he could do no <laughs> he wrong. was hilarious what was it? The uh, harmful if swallowed special? I don't I know. So, I don't yeah. remember which one it was. The very first one where he stole <laughs> Louis C.K.'s I joke. I just love where yeah. he was <laughs> like when you go to a public restroom and why is everything wet? Like I just yeah. remember that being very funny. I was young too. I was like a barely a teenager. 
He was funny. Yeah, Jeff Foxworthy was funny when I was a little kid, bro. You might be a redneck. That was fucking hilarious, bro. I loved that shit. Yo, that was a rocking <laughs> joke, dude. <laughs> it was great, dude. That, dude, Jeff Foxworthy shit, when I was in, like, elementary school, that was the funniest shit ever. I don't know. Is uh, Who's our, is it Matt Reif? They, I guess Dave Chappelle. I like, who's the big, who's, like, the Dane Cook of today? Dave Chappelle, like the- Louis C.K., Bill Burr. Of today, yeah, Billy. it's probably, like, Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura right now. <laughs> I guess Those two are blowing up. But Bert yeah, Kreischer like is so unfunny. It's like yeah. who? It really Bert Kreischer. I hate him. Is so he's much. you have to be He's NASCAR. <laughs> like that's his audience. Like NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I think also like he's just he seems like a really nice guy. And like you know, you kind of just like you laugh like in support, like ah, you, you're all right there, buddy. <laughs> I hate his yeah. laugh so much, though. He's the over the top, yeah. Those two together absolutely kill me. Um, I love when him and Tom are podcasting together, which is rare now with their two bears one cave. But I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm hit or miss with. Bert, like he he does get to a point where like sometimes I'm like okay like chill out it's just not it's not that good he yeah. really loves his own stuff a little too much sometimes yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you Tommy Buns I don't think is very funny comedy wise but I think he's very funny conversationally um, Segura yeah. yeah I don't he like I liked a, his last special I think I, think I like a, him. yeah I like he's a psychopath though like yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about. Him. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's his yeah, that's mom's what I love house about when they're watching. He, they do this thing now repeatedly where they're like with their guests. They're like asking them if they think something's either funny or um, sick, like twisted oh, or something. Or hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And so he, he's been showing them stuff, and I love that he gets cracked up. <laughs> and they're all like, "Yeah, that's not funny." <laughs> <laughs> and he's just dying. Oh god! It's always people so getting good. hurt. Yep, <laughs> always. He <laughs> loves it. Yeah, I when I used to listen to your mom's house, it was the one I remember the the one that started that. Or, come that. Yeah, it was the guy getting the car reversed over him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets pinned up against the garage yeah. wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still listen to all those guys. <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, so. Other than Thanksgiving, uh, the last thing I did is I did go to another concert uh, two days ago, Saturday. Um, I saw Archetypes Collide, which opened for Beartooth once, so I've seen them before. Body Snatcher, which is some Florida boys. Uh, Amir, and We Came as Romans, who was the headliner. And it was a small, like a lot smaller venue than i've been to in a while um but it was super fun it was a good variety of did you have some heavier stuff did you have time to hit up dairy queen or oh my gosh <laughs> no i did tell him about that when we were late to get in the venue i was like dude because my buddy duggan was telling me he's like dude i almost wrecked my car listening to that he's like i was crying laughing when you tell a story on the podcast <laughs> john's like what he's like i was like dude you were just so fixated on 
Dairy Queen. I was like, that was a good show too, dude. So that was a trivium show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. I was so pissed off. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, I would say I've never seen Amir before, but yeah, they were their mix was like just complete trash. Uh, I thought every song was a hundred percent the same thing mm-hmm. on repeat. It's trash, it was not good. Heavy. It was. It didn't even sound that heavy because of how poor the mix was on theirs, and yeah. I I don't understand what happened with them because the actual heavy band, like heavy way heavier than them, which was Body Snatcher, like sounded crystal clear and really good. And yeah, I mean, they probably me just have my a brother. Guy. Maybe they've all been on tour like forever though. This was like the second to last show of the tour. Yeah, but you'd be surprised, man. Sound engineers are, are, are tough. And the thing is, is like, I don't know. I'm speculating. It could be an off night. It could have been, who knows? It could have been the venue, whatever. But you're seeing the other band sounded good. Or like, it could be a, their sound gen, dude, their sound guy might just suck. Yeah. Like, they might have a, a new sound guy for, for this tour. Uh, what show of the tour is this? How many more dates did they do? Like, all that shit. You never know. No, I, but that's I mean, a bummer I get when it. The, when but... the sound sucks, that's a bummer. The yeah. Whole point. <laughs> the whole point is to sound good. This is your only job. You're right. the sound guy. Sounds bad. Body That's Snatcher it. owned the room. They were a complete blast. I mean, it was it's a cool band. Name, I don't right? think I would ever listen to their music like outside of a show, but like it was so fun. And they were just encouraging the craziness and they just they completely owned the it was they owned it. It was great. I mean, yeah, it name. was wild. Gosh, it was wild too. Nice. That was uh that might have been one of the uh, more physical pits I've seen in a long time. That was <laughs> nuts. <Okay. laughs> that was great. Uh, but we came as Romans, who was the main band we both, me and my brother, went to see because uh, I didn't really listen to them a ton growing up. They've gotten a little more ever since the, their clean vocalist killed himself they've gotten a little more just straight like metalcore and just like a little more basic less hardcore and more metalcore with their um writing so i personally love me some metalcore stuff so mm-hmm. it's kind of leaning more into what i like uh, it's a little darker sounding than what their old stuff was and they were kind of always riding that line of like are they a christian band or not back in the day <laughs> um and just because I think one of the singers was a Christian, so you know how that happens. Like they just automatically get labeled yeah. it. But um, like they uh, were just Creed. like super talented. They were like a yeah, <laughs> yeah. They or like uh, as are they dying? That's a Christian. That was a Christian band, and they fucking rip now, dude. Rocking I mean, tunes. Dude, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. As are they dying's last like four albums are fucking fun dude those that albums run shit dude. they do rocking <laughs> no that shit's fucking that shit rips God. like that 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 rips hardcore let's rip go. rockin' adventure boys <laughs> hell yeah it's good stuff man yeah it was a fun show i uh i'm i had a lot of fun next one's not till january fine i'm going to see not finally gosh 
seen him a hundred times now. Uh, going to see Beartooth again. Big surprise. Um, Fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be nice to have a break for a minute. I feel like I've seen a few shows here recently, all in a short period of time, and probably need to let my ears recover for a minute. Uh, what? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I played drums. They're already messed up, so. <laughs> Too far gone. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Besides uh, seeing Thanksgiving, which, I mean, we can chat about, I guess, Nate, maybe after you're done or whenever, since I guess it's kind of a review. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. my my week, a lot of the stuff was, uh, we've kind of talked about a lot of the stuff already, like Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, you watched Loki. it? I watched it. Oh, Horrible. Nice. Oh, I finished uh, Loki as well. <laughs> Horrible movie. Loki, uh, what do I score? Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah. Uh, you know they're going like, to get like five of those, right? You know that that's just going to be something we have to deal with every I, I already every read year. that I think the they were signed for three. Ugh, I think I saw. Yeah, like that's a thing that we just have to deal with now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn it. I think it's just too much uh, lore that they cry tried to shove into one movie like and so uh it's just weird pacing and there's just it takes so long for us to get to the animatronics to you know the the fun the what the movie it promised like the the horror house of mirrors like that type of shit Mm -hmm. uh i'll give it a four i mean matthew lillard (laughs) matthew lillard does a great job Oh, uh, he's in there? That's cool. Nice to see him doing something again. I mean, Matthew Lillard is an underrated actor, man. I'm gonna, I'll, I think I'll he's just... the one that said he had a contract for three movies. I think he uh, was the one that I saw that for. Is he so. the bad guy? I imagine, right? Well, I mean, he's the guy who kind of gives the kid the job. Like, he's... Oh, he's the boss. He's involved. Yeah. So, I heard I mean, there's a lot of... have to watch it to find out what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's pretty... a lot of dream sequences, like yeah. this guy that's... sleeping to remember his brother or something. That's that's my... That's just Ooh. so painful. Yeah. The amount of dream sequences that we cut back and forth to is just too much. Like, could we, like, combine some of these a little bit? Could we... Yeah. But, um... So, but Loki, Loki uh, is probably the second to Andor, like the two things that Disney is really like Loki. I love Loki. Loki's so good. Uh, wow. Season two, oh, yeah. I finished it. I forgot to mention that. I did too. It was pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I just, definitely did not. I thought it was very boring, and there was only like two, maybe three good episodes the whole season. Yeah, and then I don't really know what happened in it, honestly. I don't know how Loki all of a sudden could do what he did at the end. <laughs> yeah. He's a god. He's a but god. The, but, the, no, I... but you can't just hand wave and say <laughs> they're a god, because literally b- before that, but he, he was afraid to go out there because of the radiation. Then he's like, anyways, I'm just going to walk out there and uh, just grab all this shit and do whatever i want <laughs> fuck yeah i i enjoy the character arc just the uh the, the chain the fleshing out loki's redemption story very anakin-esque uh yeah but we, they fleshed that out previously 
Yeah, it didn't need to happen. This You're one right. felt like a, like it didn't need to exist. Sylvie doesn't really it's like get they anything. were trying to like continue to like say, hey, Loki's a good guy for like two seasons of this show, and even he was even in Loki or in uh not Loki, uh frick what's the movie uh Thor Love Ragnarok Ragnarok's oh, yeah. like where he became good. Yeah, and he's I feel been like good. Yeah, I, well, I this is a different I... Loki altogether. So it's you know what I mean. Like, oh, so it's even it's, weirder. Yeah. It doesn't make as much sense that he's good all automatically because he has less experience to lead him there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, we're kind of going through this the same motions as season one, but uh, yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, I like it though. all for nothing too. Yeah, because <laughs> it just ends up not even why going anywhere. <laughs> why introduce Sylvie? Yeah. Why introduce the TVA? None of it makes sense. Like, and it seems like we're not going to get anything with Kang. Like, he had nothing to do. I, it's just so strange to me. All of Marvel makes no sense anymore. <laughs> what intrigued me the most yeah. about season two was that there was it really. I thought they were leading us into a complete like buddy cop series of them hunting down multiple Kangs yeah. and like dealing with them throughout the season. And we only had one. Yeah. And that's where I think it fell short. Like they had an opportunity to like the best part of that show is Loki and wow together, yeah. like doing their thing <laughs> wow. and that they just didn't like take advantage of that to its full potential. I don't think that's just me though. Yeah. No, I, I feel that. Uh, I just, uh, I'm a uh, big old gay man for Tom Hiddleston. What can I say? Hiddle me sticks. Hiddle yeah, me I mean, dicks. I guess he's kind of pretty. No, he's great, and he's a great actor. He's very handsome. Yeah, he is a great actor. He's got yeah, great I think man. they did miss uh, an opportunity to kind of fix all of Marvel yeah. with, uh, with Loki. They but, fi- uh, they've that's missed like, that. That's a bigger issue. That's like Marvel as an institution that, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, they've missed it with every new Marvel thing. Every single one, they've missed, missed the opportunity to fix the fucking... No, but especially with Loki, because you got the TVA, you got yeah. the, all the timelines, you know? like They just keep introducing also, shit like how many, that, and it goes nowhere. Well, how many different shows or movies are they going to be like, hey, the multiverse exists yeah. now? For it to mean every, nothing. Ant-Man like introduced the multiverse... WandaVision, Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange 2, like, it's like, they don't all have to be like, hey, guess what? There's a multiverse. Yeah. It's like, we know you did they it keep, once already. Well, and they keep pointing to it and being like, anyways, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? How are you going to keep being like, everything is Kang so crazy, scary. And then you see him and he's got a fucking stutter and a dumb haircut and he just uh, tried to be a good are guy. They keeping him? I don't know. Anthony or Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors I don't are they know. are they gonna? I didn't know what ever happened with his allegation stuff, so I didn't know if they were. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt like, it. I think it's still up in the air. I mean, there okay. are room. There are rumors, of course. You know, the same same rumors. Uh, Doctor Doom. You know, they might use like some type of little sw- just switch villains, but uh, yeah, I, I doubt it. I even just, if he's even if he's not like uh charged i just don't think they want the pr like unfortunately that's just the way it goes 
if you're accused and you're innocent, it sucks for you, bro, because you're probably going to just have to live your life accused because well, the association. I, I don't think there was a question with him, actually. I don't think there was very much. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> even if it was, even if he, like, did nothing, like, this, the whole, the the fact that that has to be a conversation that has to come up forever. Oh, how yeah. did you feel during this time? They're just going to be like, Disney man, can't sorry. be associated with he's, I mean, they're a... he's probably getting a fat payout for that. Because they're, they're breaching the contract. contract. No, yeah. but his contract would be bro- breached by his behavior. Oh, that's true. So he's a dipshit. You have responsibilities to the company as well, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, he'll get really into independent films, I guess. I just I really wanted to get in touch with my, my acting roots and really go back to smaller projects. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I will say... While watching Loki, I enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, this is cool. I love all these characters, you know, whatever. I just, by the end, I was like, A, that felt very rushed. Like, everyone was acting like something crazy happened at the end of it. Like, it meant something for the future of the MCU. And I'm like, it just wiped anything that Loki started with as a series. Like, any interesting concept is gone now. He just made Yggdrasil or whatever and then moved on. The way I took it, it was just their way of dealing like wrapping up Loki's story and being like, he's always around just in case we need him. And, you know, we don't have to kill him now. But why did he so have to sit there? He... <laughs> right? Like, he's Well, gone. he's the new, he's the new... Timekeeper or whatever. Uh, well, that too. But like, he's, he's the stabilizer now. You know, he's a god. Uh... That's the only thing strong enough to stabilize the multiverse, basically. It's all running through him now. So he just reaches up and grabs. He's the ultimate. Yeah, he's what he always wanted to be. He's basically bigger than Odin now. You know, he's like the ultimate. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely more uh, character driven than plot driven. Yeah, because like, yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing (laughs) people like that finale. That finale was amazing, and who knows what it means for the future? It's like doesn't mean shit. He's just gonna sit his ass there and do nothing. And none of what they set up in terms of variants and different shit means anything. It, again, is another, like, WandaVision uh, fake-out with, you know, Evan Peters coming in or Multiverse of Madness fake-out with the term multiverse. (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home (laughs) fake-out with the other Spider-Man. Like, all of it. I'm just like, just give us something to fucking be hype about. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I loved is just the... It kind of reminded me of One Piece in a way, not because of the length, but just like this band of characters, how uh, Loki's yeah. just trying to keep them together. Uh-huh. And Sylvie is uh, how they're all just kind of splitting apart. And uh, that I think the show does that very well. But why yeah. introduce Sylvie is the real question in the end. She was so cool in the first season, and then this season she's just like, I don't want to be your friend, bye. And then, like, over and over again, I'm just like, what is the point of any of this? We saw cool-ass Loki variants last time, and now we get, I don't want to be your friend, bye, over and over again. Like, Yeah, the first season is definitely better, for sure. Agreed. I don't know. Mm. And then Jonathan Majors, like, he... He made it seem like he was not actually going to die because he knew that this was going to happen over and over again. This like he knew he was going to get saved by Loki eventually, but then Loki doesn't save him. So it's like, is he dead? Like, what is what even is the story of Loki season two? 
It's Ouroboros. It's just a snake eating itself. Ouroboros was the best character in the fucking in the second season, by the way. Yeah, he was amazing. He was, he was a beautiful is man. Also, like probably one of the best Gujira songs. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much my week. Alrighty. I bought a lot of video games. Oh, oh wait, 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 I went, went, I went to Jesse's. Me and Jesse hung oh, out. Oh yeah, we hung out. Yeah, he came over. We went and got public subs. It was raining, and then we just kind of hung out and like talked. Yeah, it was nice. We made out a little more. bit. Yeah, we did that. You mm. saw my room. I like that. Fuck yeah, dude. I like that. <laughs> Fuck yeah, definitely. Um, let's see here. I know I bought a lot of video games, so I bought like so I don't know some shit like almost ten video games this week. Uh, but I'll say the big one last is Assassin's Creed. Uh, so I bought so the double so some Double Dragon games came out digitally i picked up double dragon advance which is an old school style double dragon game it's like old graphics and everything and then super double dragon which was the super nintendo double dragon which is awesome really great sprites has a really cool kind of like catch block system uh, it's impossibly difficult though so i just buy i vote with my wallet so like you know i want them to see people buying these games because n- not many people are going to buy them and they're not that much i think they were like 7.99 each they weren't that uh, then two more games that I've been watching. I did the thing I don't do, which is usually I'm like, I don't like sales. I want to I wanna pay them what they deserve. But the problem is, is this time of year, there's so many games. I'm literally buying 10, 15 games a month. Um, eh, not a month, but like I'd say over the course between September to January, I end up buying something like 20, 30 video games. Uh, so it's the heavy part of the year. So I waited for some games. I've been watching these two games. One's called Gravity Circuit, and the other co- is called Bat Boy. And they are both basically Mega Man 2. Bro, you remember Bat Boy from National Enquirer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> little Bat Kid. That little freak. Um, so Bat Boy is like Mega Man, but you have a baseball bat. So if enemies shoot projectiles at you, you can knock them back. So that's the big mechanic. So it's basically a parry mechanic. Everything has a parry mechanic nowadays. I think even the other one, Gravity Circuit, does too. But Bat Boy's cool. You're like, you're like a little, you're like high school kids, and at nighttime, you and your friends dress up and go fight crime on the streets, and you're all like themed around what sport you play at school. So you're Bat Boy. There's like Racket Girl, fucking Blizzard Boy, whatever you know, like so hockey, fucking tennis, baseball, football, whatever, uh, and they all get taken by the bad guy. So they all get turned bad. So those are the robot masters you kill is your friends. And each one you kill gives you a new power or a new ability. Same shit. Then there's gravity circuit, which has like a grappling hook mechanic. So like a bionic commando style gimmick to it. Uh, And that's really cool as well. They both look great. The music is great. Uh, Come to Twitch, watch me play them eventually. Uh, What else came out? Uh, King of Fighters 13 Global Match. So if you're into fighting games, uh, definitely pick up King of Fighters. King of Fighters 13 was the last sprite-based King of Fighters with probably the best, some of the best, like, legitimate sprites. Because, you know, stuff like Guilty Gear and Dragon Ball, they look 2D, but those are 3D models. But So actually hand-drawn sprites, this is probably the peak of hand-drawn sprites. I Nice. I think maybe Blaze Blue... Because Blaze Blue is also hand drawn, 
and, but it's very but good. The, uh, the backgrounds are 3D and blaze blue, right? Somewhat, yeah. They're kind of 3D and blaze blue. But uh, King of Fighters 13, King of Fighters 12 is what it introduced the new sprite style. And I kind of prefer King of Fighters 12 because the, the camera is zoomed in, kind of like the old school art of fighting games where the characters are very big on the screen. And I prefer kind of playing 12. Got big clashes and counters. Uh, but in 13, they pull the camera back and they kind of speed the game up. So, But the sprites are still the great sprites. It's a visually phenomenal game. It is great. It's King of Fighters, so it's going to be really, really precise, tight control. So it's going to be a little more difficult for casuals. But it should still have some kind of easier mode for uh, controls. But I, I, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, it's good. That's a fucking FGC game. You're not going to play it unless you play fighting games. Uh, they re-release these games and they call them like global match or whatever world match. Uh, cause they basically redo all the net code. They put, um, rollback net code on there. They add some extra stuff. They had some KOF Im uh, isms in here. So definitely play that. Uh, I also, I picked up some DLC stuff. I fleshed out my, Fire Pro Wrestling World, which I don't play. I got the year one pass for Riders Republic that I don't play, but I'll play again soon because I do like extreme sports games. And then two real games. So I started Alan Wake Remastered because I want to play Alan Wake 2. Nice. I really like Alan Wake, but I haven't gone back to it because it's kind of boring. It's not really, it, it is a game. Uh, Alan it's Wake a, and Bake? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of what I like to do is play like on my days off. Yeah, like when it's earlier, if it's really late. It's a, it's a very narrative game. So like when the game... So the, the game is basically the Stephen King shit. You're a, you're, it's, it's in the mouth of madness meets Silent Hill. Uh, and like you're a horror author and you go to this little creepy town and you're like stuck in the town now. And like there's creepy things that happened and you're looking for somebody and there's mystery intrigue whatever the game starts me off and i just immediately start running forward towards like the you know where i'm supposed to go and then i realized like oh this is a narrative game so i stopped i went back like the, the first time you get controls you're driving down a road and you see a guy in the middle of the street and you think you hit him or you hit him so you stop and you get out of your car uh so i got out of the car and just ran down the street and i was like no 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 let me go back and then I go back to the car and you see like, oh, I can look in the car. And he like notices, oh, fuck, my, my transmission broke when I hit that guy. So you realize, okay, you did hit something. It wasn't just a ghost. Then I go to the back of the car and his trunk flew open and all his books are all over the street. So I was like, oh, that's a cool little, like somebody wrote that and then they executed it. And I would have just missed it if I would have just ran through the game trying to get through it. So I, and as I play, I notice, oh, you can miss like, tons of content like tons of story development if you're just trying to rush to the next checkpoint like at one point you go into a diner and there's a girl talking at the counter with a patron and they talk and then as you walk up it triggers them to talk to you and when you finish the dialogue with them if you just stand there for a minute they start talking again and they just pick up their conversation so um and like the whole restaurant is like engaging with each other. Like the, everything is scripted very well. Like they have good scripting where shit. I can kind of glitch it out sometimes because I know what the game is thinking. I know that these characters have scripted dialogue with each other and movements as long as they're not interacted with. And I'm pretty sure there's like a circle around me and them. And if I come close enough in contact with them, it'll trigger them to start the dialogue. 
so I, I see what the game's doing, but it, it's narratively, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, whatever. So it's fine. I'm going to try to get through that. It's supposed to be only 10 hours because I really want to play the second one. Um, and then the last one is Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, before I do that, I will say PlayStation has this Black Friday sale. Everybody has their Black Friday sale, so go ahead and do your Black Friday stuff. Uh, get the value. Get the If you have PlayStation Plus, you get an extra 30%, so you get your value in there. Same thing with your Xbox shit, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's having their sales, so get, get your games. Uh, if you're not looking to buy full games, look at the games you do have. And see if there's any DLCs you're missing or expansions you're missing because they're probably on sale. So it's a good time to fill out the games you do have. And then I did also, uh, before I do Assassin's Creed, I did also pre-order another fucking record. God damn it. You know, like, it's, I don't want to sometimes, but sometimes things just come out. And Your collection hungers for more. Yeah. Well, there's just feed certain me, things. Jesse, feed me. There are certain things that I can't pass up on. And I saw that my dog Isan is dropping his latest album. I don't even know what it's called. I think it's either called Black or I think that shit is just a self-titled. And if it's self-titled, that's that's really awesome because when somebody takes this long to drop a self-titled, it usually making a self-titled record is is usually a statement you know so it's pretty exciting to see uh it's pretty exciting to have him putting a new record out so i look at i look and i see oh his son's got a record come out there's uh comes out in february big month for games for music bunch of stuff and i realize oh awesome i'm gonna definitely pre-order it's probably 30 bucks 35 bucks yeah maybe it's 40 I'll definitely pre-order it. And I see the record is 35 bucks. I'm like, oh, of course I'm going to pre-order it. Mother fucker has to put out a box set version. <laughs> so the box set version is the only way that you can get the second version of the album. So there's going to be like a full-on, like like a metal version of the album. And then there's going to be an, like a symphonic version of the album. And normally when I think this, I think they're lazy. They're just going to have... A, a full version of the record and then they're going to have one and they're just going to rip the guitars out. But I don't believe that's what this guy's doing because I, I know this guy's career. I follow him. So I'm imagining like, holy shit, man. Cause he does a lot of like symphonic and like score stuff as well. So I'm thinking like, that's cool. I got to get them both. It wasn't too bad. It was like 75 for the set, but it's four disc set for the new Isan, Isan record. I S A wait, I S A H. Oh, what the fuck? And I always spell his name. Yeah, but I think I'm missing a letter. Uh, sorry about that. I-H-S-A-H-N. Yeah, Isan. I really like him a lot. You should check out um, Das Seelenbracken is the really good one. Arctis is very good. Seelenbracken. Das Seelenbracken. Das uh, uh, the German also... for This is Black? No, no, he's from. Das Seelen Blanken. I believe he's from. I think he's from Norway. Pretty sure he's Norwegian. Uh, he yeah, he's Norwegian. 
Um, I think you're just also, not even acknowledging what a well, good joke I just did. Well, look, you made a you did a funny German voice. No, I sang "Riding Dirty," but with your oh. stupid album. <laughs> oh, I couldn't take it. Okay, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get it. Um, also, uh, "Amr" is a good album too. A M R Amr. Uh, fuck yeah, dude. Okay, Assassin's Creed Mirage. So it finally happened. I finally got the Assassin's Creed. It's Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's not so bad. Before people said, I remember reading your leveling progresses through the story and there's no leveling or skill tree. Bullshit. There's leveling and skill trees. I'm out here grinding. Let's fucking go. So it's good. Uh, it is a very Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia style because it's all in Baghdad. So it's all like... Baghdad. Uh, it, yeah. So it's not like a lot of the other games brought in stuff like, you know, Greece and stuff like that in Egypt. This is all very Baghdad, very Islam is a big part of the game. Like we must go of, to Baghdad. Yeah, a lot of um, praise Allah stuff, you know, which is cool. I like that it has, the, the, like, it's all pretty good. And it's all the... Um, it's weird. When you were Illuminati streaming shit. it the other night, you were just chanting USA over and yeah. over again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, but the game has a lot of, like, historical stuff and a, a, a very lot. Like, there's a lot about Islam. It's pretty good. Like, it's pretty cool to, like, it shows, like, oh, this is when, like, Islamic trade with this and that. Because with these games, they've been putting these historical modes in because they basically map out regions of the world and places you know. So there are a myriad of historical points. And when you go to them, they give you, like, it, it's like a couple paragraphs out of a fucking textbook. Uh, so it's pretty neat. Um, but other than that, gameplay-wise, it looks amazing. It's a little janky right now. I mean, it's, it's been out Man, like a when month, you, though. When you got into the open desert, that shit looked so good, though. Yeah. Yeah, the graphics are obviously amazing. When you're in a city on a, synchroni a synchronization point and you can see everything, the draw distance, or fuck it, you can just call your bird the draw distance is like miles in every direction and you can just see all of it. and it's it's super impressive very cool um i'm having fun playing it it's assassin's creed i did buy the dlc which is just cosmetics but i like these games and i have fun with the cosmetics and they have some pretty cool stuff there's a i do recommend like the fire demon pack whatever because with that suit it's kind of cheap but mm. when you assassinate somebody, they incinerate in flames, so their body disappears. So it's lovely. It's, it's nice to throw that on if you're in a really tough castle. But I haven't really found a tough castle yet. That's like what um, happened to my first wife when we had an unfortunate house fire. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyways. So, so yeah, so Assassin's Creed is cool. I'm playing it. Come to Twitch, watch me play it. Uh, I think. That's it. I did it. And, uh, can we talk about uh, we smoked? Oh, yeah, we did. And I rolled a joint. We smoked a little joint and we talked. So uh, getting high with... I haven't smoked in a very long time. But I used like my mid-grade shit. I didn't want to like... I got out. high. Oh, you, were, you did? Oh, no. <laughs> but let me tell you, when you're high... Jesse makes complete sense. Like, <laughs> like you know, he he slow like he slows down. Like I understand every single word. And so, uh, if you're having problems understanding any <laughs> any Jesse's points, or you know, I recommend just 
uh, getting a little high. <laughs> replay, replay any episode, any old episode you might have missed a point or two, and I think that might solve it for anyone. Yeah. Oh, nice. I was going to say on the uh, point of Assassin's Creed, the one thing I noticed is there's no armor stats. Like, there's no... So what it's missing RPG-wise is the gear. There's costumes and weapons. That's it. Yeah. So there is... Well, there's gear. There's every outfit. So every outfit you have has, like, different... Like, this one right now, the outfit of Zan's Rebel. It reduces impact of illegal actions by... 20% and then you can level it up to up to level 3 and each level progresses. This other suit is enemies hear 50% less noise emitted during assassinations and then that levels up. So every outfit you wear will have some sort of equip bonus and it lev- and it gets stronger. But yeah, you don't get like you can't like level up your defense or stuff like that. Uh but actually as you level your well, what weapon, I mean is you don't get gear pieces. You know what I mean? No, it's no, yeah. just a set. Yeah, that's true. You get like the outfit and then there's something called costume which is just like a what's it called? What's the fancy word we use now? Transmogrification. Oh. So you have a trans well it's not even tra- you can transmog your weapons though. Uh to make any weapon look like any other weapon you want. So I'm pretty sure somewhere in here there'll be transmog, but yeah, there's costumes which are just visual that can go over your outfit. Or there's outfits. And then there's dyes that are like tinked. So I think this is a new thing. But they've always kind of had dyes. They just make it easier to access in this one. Yeah. Um, But it's cool though. And you know the DLC stuff is definitely overpriced and unnecessary. But I like these games. And I have fun with them. And I got lightning sword. I got a fire sword. I got cool outfits. Um, It's good man. I like these, I like these games. I know that it's only maybe a 20 hour story. 20-30 hour story maybe. But I, I can just tell, like, there's so much to do. You still have so much shit to do. It's a, it's a freaking sandbox game. It's a checklist game. And that's my favorite shit. Like, while we're talking, I'm not even playing. I'm just, like, I'm on my camel, and I'm just telling myself, like, pointing to a new synchronization point and just having my camel walk me there and then climbing the building, hitting sync. So, like, I'm just opening map and just so later on I can uh, fast travel everywhere and just go get all the chests and all the bullshit. But it's fun. If you like Assassin's Creed, it's cool. But if you have not played all of the Assassin's Creed games, don't bother. Go play the other one. You should subscribe to PlayStation Plus because they have a deal with Ubisoft where all of the Assassin's Creed games are on there. Um, and I'm sure probably same with Game Pass. Like, like the yeah, Ubisoft. but you have to have the Ubisoft like PC app oh. on Xbox. It's pretty dumb. Okay. With the PlayStation, if you have at least extras tier, you have access to like all of them. But... Also, they're always dirt cheap, man. Something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey was going to run you like $7, and there's like 250, 300 hours of gameplay in there, uh, if you're into this kind of stuff. I still have, I'm still stoked. I still have Valhalla, dude. I still never touched. I, I still only did Act 1 of the Javi stuff, of the Odin How shit. How embarrassing. Should be and ashamed. I still have... I still have, dude, that's because I got like 200 hours into that shit and I was so burnt out. Um, There was a time when I only played Valhalla for like two months and I still have the entire uh, Ragnarok DLC that I haven't even touched. And so I'm stoked that that's You make me sick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude. But that's my week. Um, Never talk to me or my son again. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys want to do Thanksgiving? Sure. 
I liked it. Uh, you know, it's definitely cheesy, super, super cheesy. And I'm sure, I don't know, James, do you want to start or go for me? it, man? Give your thoughts and your score at least, and then I can okay. do mine. Okay, too. then I'll tag you in. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, I feel like it's a little self aware. I feel like, uh, you know, that it's definitely cheesy, but uh, on purpose, but also. I enjoyed the, uh, the, you know, the body gore, Eli, Eli Roth, you know, he's, he's an old, old hat at the, uh, the gore, the body gore. And, uh, I thought it was dark enough, the whole, well, I guess, you know, uh, quick synopsis. Uh, this is a town that, uh, what the Thanksgiving Plymouth, Plymouth Rock. <laughs> yes. Yep. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock <laughs> landed on us. But uh, so this town's obsessed with uh, Thanksgiving. A uh, during the Thanksgiving holiday, one of the a killer emerges with the uh, the the founding father. I forgot his name, John John Adams. Uh, I think so. I don't know those idiots. Some white man, the pilgrim. He was Some a pilgrim. Cisgendered Some Indian killing. Uh, Yes, I mean. First of all, uh, they're called First Nation people. Thank you. Oh shit! I've been calling them Native Indigenous still. Shit. <laughs> First Nations actually a Canadian. I yeah, calling them something completely yeah, different. <laughs> you and Columbus, I guess. Oh, I own. Um, and yeah, so he's it's a slasher, you know, a little. But in the the fun thing about it, it's in the setting of. Thanksgiving, uh, uh, which which I found very fun, uh, the juxtaposition of this cheery holiday with uh, I'm gonna fucking kill everybody and you know have your guts, you know the the what pulls it all together, what makes it all worthwhile is the uh, the end. The killer kind of sets up all of his victims like at a uh, Thanksgiving mm. table, and the you know I was like, oh yeah, you have my heart just for this visual, right? But uh, I'm not going to defend the the plot, the logic of of the movie <laughs> <laughs> before I give it to James, and he destroys me with uh, with those points. But I will give yeah. the movie credit because they they do subvert your. Uh, the expectations of who's the, who the killer is, and I feel like they did yeah. that a good. They did a good job with that. But yeah, uh, I would give it like a seven point five. And this, fun, not great, but fun. This is based on uh, a trailer from Grindhouse, by the way, mm-hmm. from the oh shit Tarantino. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, the Tarantino Robert Rodriguez two thousand seven. I want to say classic Double feature. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. This was Eli I mean, Roth's uh, trailer. Was thanks? I think it was called Thanksgiving, or was it Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Like yeah. Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving oh, is right. the turkey. Is that? Is that? Yeah. Is a turkey movie. But I think that's mm. where this stemmed from because it was a whole thing back hmm. then. But that's cool. Yeah. It definitely didn't have a grand house feel to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, saw definitely. a little bit of something, and it looked like another like teen high school slasher horror thing. 
Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the vibe. Yep. Um, <laughs> it yeah. is the fourth feature-length film to be adapted from one of the mock trailers from Grindhouse. Uh, after Robert Rodriguez's Machete, Machete Kills, Jason Eisner's Hobo with a Shotgun, which I forgot that was one. That movie's great, too. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would give it, like, if uh, if we're doing, like, comparables, Hobo with a Shotgun, you know, it's kind of, I would say it's in that vein. Like the campy? Yeah. Okay. Campy, but, you know, we're just, we're just killing people having fun. Yeah, but... Okay. Uh... Please, there's please. there's a difference. Hit I like I'm fine with like the horror slasher film camp, right? But like this was beyond that. Like it was like just bad, cheap and poorly done SNL sketch looking shit. Like the whole beginning at the mall, like every person in there could have been on SNL. Their acting was so shit. And the way they the, the way they tried to do comedy in there was just so like skit. I was like waiting for them to break the fourth wall and like get cracked up by like each other's jokes and shit. Yeah, it just felt so corny. Yes, it and was I, to expand on that. But the so the opening of the movie Black Friday. It's the you know the the previous year Black Friday. And uh, the the town is like getting chaotic, and they want to get in and get their waffle makers, and uh, like it gets so out of hand that people die and like gruesome, like uh, well cheese cheesily, uh, you know the prosthetics look bad, but I I was satisfied yeah. with all with with the Black Friday massacre. I was like, yeah, fucking rip that that face off of that lady. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that I did get cracked up. Like that's usually a good sign for me if the kills are good is if I like start laughing in the theater. Like that's yeah. usually I'm like, yeah, that was good. That that part was fine. I I think the killing and like when it came down to them finally rushing in the store and just everybody just being like the trashiest of pieces of shit human beings ever, like it was it was accurate and perfect, but yeah. It was just the like corny comedy around everything that just i don't know it just felt way too low brow even for like being like a horror like trying to be a campy horror movie and the prosthetic stuff like the 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 what is it called on their realistic effects the practical effects were yeah yeah like some didn't even make sense like there was one time where the girl felt Huh? Yeah, Sorry. that's what his name that's was. That's his name. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's right. yes. You're right. You're right. Yep. That's the there was one name? time. Yeah, that's the. No, that's Killer. the like. Well, he's wearing a mask, mask. of John Carver. Yeah. yeah. The pilgrim mm. guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, the pilgrim. Yeah. Like a Guy Fox um, mask. Basically. Yep. 100%. Like, he. There was the one kill where the girl, like, falls on the table saw and where it cuts her, like, there's intestines hanging. I'm like, no way, bro. That's her chest cavity. How the hell is her? It just the every time they showed intestines, it looked so bad. Like yeah. the, most of the practical effects look worse than Terrifier, who like tries to look cheap as shit. Yeah, you're telling yeah, me it still look worse. I there's agree. intestines behind my wife's titties. <laughs> is that what I'm <laughs> squeezing? <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I did. Yeah, there were the... elements I liked, but like, and I do. I with the, what you said about the like gathering at the table stuff. 
I actually did like that because it reminded me of Death of the Family. Uh, the new 52 Batman mm-hmm. little run in there because he gathers them all up. <laughs> and it, I was like, oh shit, this is like Death of the Family. It's so cool. <laughs> yep. Um, it seems like the, that's the issue I have with like movies so bad. They're good. I can't because like I feel like they're just bad movies. And I can't. Like, I'm sure there's people who are like, oh, man, it's so, like, Thanksgiving is so bad, but it's so good. Like To me, it's when movies know, try to be so bad they're good, that's not going to work. It has to be something that yeah. is earned by nature of the movie just existing, not like... It has to be that's, earnest. Yeah, That's the thing I think that got me. Like, there were moments where I felt like they were trying to be legit slasher movie, and then there was just so many moments where I was like, no, they're trying to go campy with it. And I think it would have actually done better not going campy with it. I think they should have like really just leaned into it being a serious like slasher movie about, and he's dressed up as like the Pilgrim buddy. Yeah, I, I'd for me, I think it would have played out better. Eli Roth will always will forever have my heart because I love Cabin Fever. Um, oh, Cabin oh, Fever is yeah, a Cabin treasure. Fever. That's a class. That's like a true classic. He's done nothing else that I like. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, he's had a weird career. That. It's <laughs> he's had a weird, like for a successful God. director. It's kind of it's all over the place. Yeah, he's made one good movie. <laughs> Actually, God, the saw first the, Hostel was okay. Se- I saw the sequels to Cabin I like Fever. Hostel, Those yeah. were bad. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The, Bro, this he didn't, one's the, getting like 80-something on Rotten Tomatoes. And I do not get it. Oh, Cabin Fever Zero or whatever, Patient Zero. Patient Zero. That was directed by Ty West, hmm. who I love. But he uh, yeah, like, wiped his too. hands of that movie because the studio interfered and re-edited it. Excuses. But, I mean, uh, what, what did you give it, James? Did you have anything else you wanted to um, touch on? or? I mean, I do think it like it for how short of a movie it is. It it did feel slow for a long time. I think that the back half definitely played out a lot better. If you can ignore the really bad practical effects and ignore that she somehow blew up a giant turkey with a musket when bullets don't have fire on them. <laughs> that um, was so good. That was so good. She <laughs> in order to kill the final the final the, the guy at the end, the, there's like a blimp, like one of the Macy Day Parade, like a turkey, like inflatable turkey blimp. And so it starts filling up, filling up as they're driving out, she shoots the turkey and it explodes. Like a giant action <laughs> explosion. Fucking yeah, yeah. That's so stupid. Honestly, like that sucked too because, like, again, (laughs) I I go back, I go back to where they he gathered them up in the house and stuff. I was like, okay, this is this is actually getting better. Like, I'm excited about this. I was hoping it was gonna the whole end of the movie should have played out in the house with him having him at the table, even if some broke free, whatever, like have it play out in that, keep it a little tighter. And I think it would have played out a lot better, but when it opened back up and I, she had to shoot know, a blimp I don't, I don't or a, a yeah. parade float. <laughs> yep. From the back yeah. of a tow truck. <laughs> God damn it. No, I, I, I agree with you. I just, I just had a lot of fun. 
It's not like, I don't know. It's I don't know if it would have worked if it was a serious tone. I don't know if I would have had as much fun. But uh no, I mean, I, but still though, I'm I'm not going to argue uh, with your points. They're all they yeah. you are correct. <laughs> For me, it's just a 4.5. That's I can't yeah. I was I was debating giving it to 5 like I think that's too high. I just, I don't see it. It didn't do it for me. But I obviously am wrong on this one. There's a ton of people eating this shit up. I don't get it. But I mean, eight, eight might be, eight might be a little, a little high. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so 7.5 might be a little high. I mean, I might, maybe seven, but uh, one of the lines. Yeah, but we though, all enjoy things differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of the lines, though, is uh, the, that that extra point five is uh, from this line. It's there will be no leftovers. Oh my god, that was that, <laughs> that brings it to a seven point five for me. <laughs> Fuck yeah, God, that was so bad, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm about to make it a four. You know what line I love in uh, Cabin Fever? Speaking of. Fun oh, Eli Roth uh, lines. The party guy. Well, yeah. Hey man, it's the fucking party guy, man. Um, no, I love when when Eli Roth's character he has a little cameo when he says, "Yeah, is it doctor being a dog?" Because <laughs> so, his dog's name is Doctor Mambo. Mm-hmm. Also, he sets his mask on the oven to like burn half of it. For one, why? I don't know why. Right. It looked like he purposely sets his mask on there to burn it. And then he puts it back on. I'm like, oh, okay, that looks a little more menacing. That looks cool. And then he swaps it out for a fresh one like, right away. I'm like, well, this is stupid. What was the whole point of that? Like, why did you do that? Yeah. Like, none of that made any sense to me at all. It should have stayed in the house at the end, though, for sure. I, I, I yeah, it, that's it. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a four. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> For sure. Enjoy it, everybody, though. Def- definitely don't take my opinion on it, I guess. Don't take Maybe mine either. <laughs> I uh, personally also do, like well, Terrifier, though, so. All right. Know, Terrifier so do you is think, great. Do you think they should go see it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay <laughs> money for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I think that's I another one we should tell them, yeah. like, like see it. it or not. Yeah, yeah stream no, it. Yeah, stream it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. It might, it might not, unless you know, maybe if you're, I, if you're on a date, I think it might be a good date movie. Like you're <laughs> yeah, having you fun the whole time. <laughs> making, <laughs> that's what me and Jesse did. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, popcorn <laughs> no, trick, baby. Yeah, but I'm with you. Streaming I'm reading sure. the synopsis of. Uh, thanksgiving so i'm trying to understand what is happening yes um, yeah <laughs> well yeah i guess to give away the 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 motive the uh john carver uh he was killing people because of the black friday massacre like he was blaming mm, yeah a lot of the people in the town like you know these, uh, pe- these people died my wife died in black friday but you know to they set them they set it up that you think that the boyfriend, the boyfriend is the killer, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, it, well, I guess I'll, nah, well, I mean, I don't think it matters. Doesn't matter. Spoilers. What was your favorite kill though? I do want to know that after you say your spoiler. <laughs> sure. 
but the it's the <laughs> cop, the cop, the, the he was like the the sheriff or one of the cops. Yeah, yeah. It was him all along. And my whole the theater when when the boyfriend returns to help out the girl, and uh, you know he's been vindicated from being a suspect. Everyone, everyone, in the theater clapped. They were like, "Yeah, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby." <laughs> You're simplifying. They did not. I swear to you. Did they? Because they clapped. Dude, I'm gonna so tell people you. People screamed I've been, out, "Bobby." I've been noticing people applauding at the theater. I think people just want. It's something. happening a lot now, and every time. Oh my gosh. Jesse yeah. and I, the last movie we saw that they did that, I said, "What are you clapping? What, are you what clapping did I say? For? Stop clapping! They can't hear you." Yeah, I was, I yeah, clapping. for the Marvels, I was, dude. They applauded I, I, for the Marvels. There was a woman who fainted, and then I oh, regained. I regained consciousness. It was me. I was oh, a woman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, uh, so my favorite kill was the uh, the the pipe through the car, the the truck, where his face. Or, his, his, <laughs> that his, did his, look good. That one that, looked good. That looked good. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, James yeah. turning around. <laughs> no, yeah, that one looked good. It was any time yeah. they tried to do guts, the guts did not they look did, good. Yeah, they all. overdid the guts. <laughs> it's funny the, that. Maybe, you know, James couldn't get with this, but likes Terrifier. I couldn't get through Terrifier. Like, it, no. it was so I bad like, for me. I I see the direction they were going with it, and I think they did. They nailed it. Like, they nailed trying to do an indie, like, horror movie with obviously a little bit more of a budget than that. But, yeah, I'm excited for the third one because it looks like it might be Christmas themed. I I think Thanksgiving's a little faster paced than Terrifier. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, Terrifier. But you watch Terrifier boring. just for the kills. You just yeah. watch it for the kills. <laughs> They're so crazy. The writing in Terrifier was so bad for me. The, the like the character writing, I was like, I I don't know. And it's funny because I'm normally so forgiving with with horror films, but um, Terrifier couldn't get it. Mm. Yeah, Did you ever watch the second one? Uh no. Oh yeah. Better the kills are pretty crazy in that one too. <laughs> God. Mm. And then they add like this little gestury looking girl that's like, yeah, it's good. Well, it's it's not like good. It's not like Is she hot? It's good for me. I give it a better score than what it should be in like the world of like, you know, you know, like memento or something it's not like yeah. it's <laughs> not a film i heard yeah. the second one is like fucking three hours long so i'm guessing it's like two know. hours and ten minutes i heard it's I really long, how long it and, was yeah it was longer it, it was definitely longer but it had a lot crazier kills although the chainsawing the girl in half who was like tied up was pretty dope in the first one two hours and 18 yeah. minutes that's pretty long for a horror movie two two eighteen yeah is the clown yeah. girl hot no it's a little kid oh not not see, fully developed i see an actress here i guess she's the final girl laura lavera mm, probably is it a final for, oh, yeah i guess for yeah. thanksgiving no for terrifier no, 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 uh, no sienna for shaw too. from the movie terrifier too i don't know oh the terrifier oh the, the final girl in terrifier was was she was she she was good. Terrifier one 
what year was that movie? Because it looks like it's made um, in like two thousand. It's not that old. Yeah, it was a choice. Like it's an, a choice to make 2016. it two thousand sixteen. Ugh. Jenna Canal. They made it look indie as much as possible, and I and I'm not saying it even actually had that big of a budget. Like there wasn't really that many set pieces at all. So yeah, they they had like no money. Yeah. Now they got cool. like a cult following, so they're making a third I'm, one. Rightfully so. That I actually mean, got dropped because of the ki- some of the kills in it. The they lost funding on it, and the director <laughs> I think paid for it, or the writer or well, whatever yeah. did. The second the second movie was a budget of two hundred fifty grand and made fifteen point seven million dollars. So Ooh, they're gonna boy. make these movies till fucking Art the Clown. Yeah, but they cool. got dropped on this third one. They said the opening kills stuff was they didn't want to be like part of it and dropped them. But then they like the guy that wrote it or something finished doing it on his own. He just like paid for like paid for it himself. Hmm. Kind of see, I did post it in this other thing. Yeah, it lost funding from Hollywood due to its extreme opening scene. But then the uh. Like the they got fun, like they just ended up funding it on their own, so it's coming out next year. But <laughs> nice, okay, yeah, yeah. All righty, we ready to do uh game awards? Sure, sure, all righty. So we're gonna go through mm-hmm. the game awards. I put a link in the Discord thing. Uh, you gotta click nominees and then start at the bottom. We'll go backwards. Bottom. Um. So these first couple are all esports. So yeah, so it's the Game Awards, blah blah blah. Jeff Keighley, Dorito Pope. Uh, these things don't fucking matter. Uh, there's also a couple things about them we'll talk about later. That's kind of weird. Uh, but it's politics in like award shows. Like it's just so weird what gets put in and what doesn't. Uh, but these first couple, I think we could skip. But I know that James does pay attention to some of this. So are there any of these esports um, joints uh, you think you want to cast a vote on? Like base esports, they, they they so they have best esports event, coach, team, athlete, and game. I can't uh, really say shit because I don't. It's all shooters and league, so they don't even right. they don't even fucking talk about shit. the fighting games on these. Mine's being screwy, and we'll go back to the whole big uh, Evo's yeah. on the event Every one. Time, Every yeah, time. so Ooh, the event what? one, yeah, Evo's yeah. on there for that. But so what I've I been mean, doing, uh, really yeah, quick for know. for a little useful tip, what I'm you doing with these squares? Because I notice when you click it to see the things, then then you got to go back and then you got to click it again. I'm using my wheel to click, and it's just opening it in another thing, so I keep my initial window. Well, you can um, just hit previous to go to the one right before it too, at the yeah. top left. Like well, yeah, on the I tried view doing categories thing. Oh, I see that. On the actual yeah. page, so you itself. just work backwards. Yeah, very nice. Um, so with all the oh, esports yeah. stuff, then yeah, obviously my esports uh, event of the year is Evo. <laughs> but um, right, yeah, Evo and League of Legends are probably the two biggest. Valorant's pretty big too, but I mean Evo and I'm surprised. Um, PUBG's not on here, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, so for the best Well, I don't event, know. Do yeah, they have big events for PUBG still? Yeah, they still have a world tournament oh, okay. and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the oh, nominees yeah. this year are 2023 League of Legends, whatever Blast.tv Paris Major 2023 is. No uh, idea. I don't know what that is. And there's Evo, 
then there's the International Dota 2 Championships, Jesus, and then Valorant. People so I actually that. saw a thing, funny enough, about the Dota thing. The top paid streamers, like the top like 40 paid streamers, like 38 of them all play Dota. And they yeah, Dota is a very skilled game. So many millions of dollars. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Why? We'll go Evo. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, I mean, coach. Do you have any idea who these coaches are? Or like, uh, no. Coaching okay. is new in the stuff I watch. So yeah. All right. So fuck them. What about team? We have Evil Geniuses, Fnatic, Gaming Gladiators, GJ Gaming, JD Gaming, or team vitality i only know evil geniuses and fanatic i thought fanatic was a dude well they have teams in different games so yeah that's just a that's just like these uh, companies have multiple yeah games they cover sponsor like a sponsor house and these guys play together like Mm -hmm. there's teams for fgc shit but it's mostly like you know everybody plays their own game alone, but these guys are obviously like playing. Together. Well, like Fnatic has like a Valorant team, an Apex team, a oh, okay. Call of Duty team. Like, yeah. So nice. That's why they're game specific at the bottom because they are different for each. Okay. Yeah, uh, but I don't know any of these people. I don't watch a lot of these. So. Yeah, I don't know any of the actual players. Like uh, best esports athlete, which is. Faker, Zaiwu, Demon One, Hydra, Ruler, and Imper- Imperial. <laughs> so it for me, it's a hundred percent Imperial Hal, just because that dude has led his team to win the the Apex Championship like two years, three years in a row, two years in a row now. Like they've okay. just completely dominated. So I can't not pick that guy. Fuck yeah. As much of a not cool guy he is. <laughs> Okay, and then He's very cocky. <laughs> so, best esports game of the year: Counter Strike Two, Dota Two, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, or Valorant. There's PUBG. Oh, mobile? Gross. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> PUBG Mobile. Dude, my old neighbor was a divorced dad who was a victim of divorce court, and he used to get drunk and sit on his porch and yell at little kids <laughs> on fucking PUBG Mobile. Man, he'd be like, "Suck my dick, new." <laughs> It's funny. Ah, God, that was the guy that lived next to me at the little apartment um, after the duplex. Jesse, you know the one over by yeah. uh, That's where that's that's where nerds nerds started the rails. Yeah, that's where off the rails started. The worst thing is, is I would pick PUBG if it wasn't the mobile version because Dota and League are the same shit. Counter Strike Mm -hmm. and Valorant are the same shit. Like, there's not actually any variety in these except for. PUBG to me and that's like uh <coughs> you know that's one of the first early on battle royales that just like did a really good job so i don't know again i think it was don't... the first right no, no no there's another one that was like technically the first but PUBG was the first well Fortnite's really the first one that like yeah, cause made they rushed... battle royales take mm-hmm. off yeah, yeah, they yeah. rushed the release to beat PUBG's full release. Well, it wasn't even the game mode. That was yeah. just a temporary game mode while they're finishing the game. <laughs> and yeah. it got more popular. Yeah. So yeah. Crazy. Esports game, pick your own people. We don't you know, we don't. What well, no, what's your pick? I mean That's the whole point. <laughs> I don't play I any of these games. I so I'd say Valorant, Valorant is the coolest. I watch looking it more, one. yeah. Yeah. Valorant looks cool. I like the way that you hold the knife. 
the little cool knife. If PUBG wasn't the mobile version, I would have picked it. I'm surprised so. Apex isn't on there, but it doesn't seem like a big year for they're Apex They're on a right different now. one. Okay. They're, yeah, they're on a different one. Uh, next one, another. God, I don't even know any of these content creator of the Dude, year. Dude, I, I looked nope. at that and I was like, I've literally never know. even heard these we're names. Old, never heard bro. Of them. We're boomer ass boomer. Yeah, yeah, got we're a boomer. boomer. Later. But so is Jeff Keeley, bro. How the fuck they? You know, <laughs> I just put his stupid name on here. Oh fuck. Uh, so yeah. let's see. Let's um, just do. Go to go to. Uh, most I'm gonna skip this next one. Well, th- well, yeah. Let's do that one. We'll do a nice one because the last I, one be that's up here. from the yeah the, that's up from the other one. Yeah, it's the next one. Yeah. Um. So most anticipated game of the year: Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades Two, which don't get it twisted, guys, is a mobile game. Uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, or Tekken Eight. What a obvious. dumb One's list. About to be mobile too. Say again. Hades One's coming to mobile too. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, nice. How do you but I think control Hades that game mobile? Is I think Hades 2 is only going to be mobile. No, 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 no. No? No, no, no. no. Oh, Absolutely. Okay, good. There's no way. I hope not. Um cuz yeah, I think I it's it's either. I think it's a deal through Netflix. It's through Netflix gaming. Well, that's the one I posted that they're doing for Hades 1. Oh, okay, okay. Then good. Thank yeah, God I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. That you're going to be able to play Hades 1 on, through the Netflix app like on your phone and shit. Yeah, it's on Steam, uh, you know, now. Well, not now. There's no so, question yeah, yeah. on this one. It's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Like, I I don't. Over all of these, it is. It's Hades most 2 anticipated. For me, I and I didn't even most really watch Hades 1 as Bro. Much. I don't yeah, even so... like Final Fantasy Remake because I hate the. It's just too damn slow and I hate the mechanics. But That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I don't. I, the story <laughs> sucks comparatively i guess for me it is star wars outlaws i'll be honest that's the one i'm gonna play so i don't know anything about that oh that looks fucking awesome it looks great yeah that <laughs> looks very cool it looks that like looks cool shit it looks like uh-huh. tomb raider meets fucking it, uncharted meets star wars that's what it looks it yeah looks it's it's awesome. it's the jedi games only you're like a bounty hunter it's gonna be yeah. great <laughs> Like you're not like a Jedi doing karate flips. Like you're not Cal Kestis. Oh, that's you're just cool. like you're like a Han. Yeah. And it's like yeah. Um, see for me, it's like Final Fantasy Seven, I guess. But I know Stuck that I'm going a. to I know that I'm gonna <laughs> I know that I'm gonna play. Guy. I know I'm gonna play that game and I'm gonna beat it in t- three weeks and it's gonna be a great experience. I hope. I mean, we have to deal with you know, Kingdom Hearts monster, but I mean We'll see what happens, and that's great. But the thing is, though, Tekken. is that Tekken 8 is, the is lady going... you keep coming back to. Well, the thing is, is that Tekken is going to... It's going to be around for for years, and it's going to be a much more... I, I, I can't say influential game because Final Fantasy is so big that it's going to touch more normies, but, like, Tekken 8 is going to be around. Like, Tekken 7 came out in 2015. And it's still one of the best fighting games that you can play. And it's still competed in like voraciously everywhere. So Tekken 8, we're, we're about to have that shit. That's about to be like a 10-year game. Because Tekken 7 is what, an 8-year game at this point? So I can see them doing a tag maybe a couple years in the future. Maybe in like three years I see us getting a Tekken Tag 3. But I think the Tekken 8 is going to be uh, like a bigger game, a a, a more important game. I think of all of these games, I think Tekken 8 is going to have the most playtime and 
longevity yeah, because the rest of these you, games this well, I mean, is for you. I mean, overall in general, if we were to like, I mean, I guess the millions of the amount of people playing Final Fantasy for 20 hours worldwide, is, Final Fantasy worldwide, is gonna shit on all of these, probably. Yeah, because everyone's gonna play it for 20 to 40 hours. But the thing is, is the lesser amount, the the smaller millions of people are going to play Tekken for like hundreds of hours. And I so will I, never once think twice about Tekken 8. That's why I'm yeah, saying. Oh no, I'm not trying to convince vote. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to convince you of <laughs> what your no, vote I'm is. No, I'm trying to say. I'm telling make you your what, vote based on what you want, not what the world you think oh, the world. Yeah, that's would what I'm doing. Or yeah. Look okay. in your heart. My look most. Like, I'm, I'm more anticipating Tekken because it's a major installment in a huge series that's going to stick around and be a huge staple in like the fighting game community. Like, we're going to be analyzing yeah. Tekken frame data for years. So I've for me, literally never Tekken. analyzed Tekken frame data, period. Well, maybe uh, you it's should in start. The, You're missing out. Do with the you last game. It's in the boy. game. I don't really use those tools, like, very much myself, but they are there, so you can, like, see. So, like, once or twice, I'll see, like, oh, what's safe, what isn't safe. I'll learn a move or two that's good. Like, I, I'll find an yeah, opener. On, you, always need <laughs> you always need, like, a two or four frame opener, and you got to see what your shit is. Oh, uh, no but, one um, cares. Yeah. Which one are you picking, dude? Tekken. Get, Tekken. Tekken is your most anticipated game. Did your you personal, your personal most anticipated. You like you you're gonna make him play repeat it. himself. You're gonna play it, Jesse. You're gonna sit down. Did and he play stutter? It. Oh, I'm gonna play Tekken. Of course, I'm gonna play Tekken. I platinum <laughs> Tekken Seven. Are you? Because you said that about <laughs> Street Fighter Six, and I've seen you play it like twice. Yeah, I don't really. I haven't. I, that's okay. Like. I can, the <laughs> I can still own the game. I can still own the game. Look, man, I can be a, I can be like a lifelong enormous Street Fighter fan and not play competitive, competitively every day and have like a platinum rank. Like, I, know, I just... play fighting games the way that I always play them. I play them. I beat them with every character. I unlock everything there is to do. I do all the single player stuff, and then every now and then when I feel like it, I go online. <coughs> so yeah, I am gonna play the fuck out of Tekken. I literally platinumed Tekken 7. Okay. I just I don't know that I believe. And, I don't know that I believe it's like, your personal most anticipated game. It's going to be Final Fantasy. 100% the Tekken 8 is because I've known about Tek I'm anticipating Tekken 9 to know in Street Fighter 7. So, yes, Final Fantasy, that's why I started off by saying, look, Final Fantasy is a huge deal, whatever, but I'm going to play that game for 30, 45 hours, but let's say 50 hours. I'm going to do everything there is to do in that game and I'm going to love it. I'm going to buy everything I can on that game and then I'm never then it's going to go away. But something like I still reinstall Tekken 7 every now and then and play it and go into Treasure Battle, unlock some shit, dress up a couple characters, play some Tekken Ball. Like it's still Tekken, it's still going to be there. Like Tekken 8 will be there forever. Final Fantasy is going to be a season. How about you, Nate? Uh said, I I would say Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah. But, you know, I, I guess I'm a little biased. I'm going to tell you. Sorry. Good. Tell me. No, I was going to say, I'm going to tell you I'm not anticipating any of these games. I'm abstaining from this vote. Not even Final you, Fantasy? Yeah, but you have to pick nah. one. You I'm pick not one. picking one. I refuse. You were Final You're Fantasy boy. You said Hades 2s. Yeah, if you I had Hades to, I'd say right. Hades 2, but, like, I right. didn't even You're beat done. Hades 1 because no, I got frustrated. One. Nope. It's done. We're on so I'm not anticipating it. Didn't you love the last Final Fantasy? No. No. All right. So played we the shit got... I played it. I beat it. 
but it made me angry. I wanted so it to be Final Fantasy Final Seven, F- and it's not. <laughs> yeah, this it's, is it's not really Final not. Fantasy Rebirth. This is Final Fantasy Abortion. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Pre-birth. So next we got, <laughs> next we got oh. best uh, adaptation, which is Final Castlevania Fantasy Nocturne. Coming. Uh, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, Super Mario Brothers movie, Twisted Metal. I oh my God! Think I would probably Mario say Castlevania, Brothers. but I never watched it. So the only thing I can really vote is either Twisted Metal, Gran Turismo, Super Mario. So I'll say Twisted Metal. <laughs> no, sir. I'm kidding. No, I would say I would say Twisted Gran Turismo my, because my I really didn't. I'll, I'll say Gran Turismo over Mario. I'm, it's obviously going to be Last of Us. That's it. Last of Us will will win yeah. any award it's attached to. And For if sure. it wasn't them, it would be Nocturne. But I haven't even seen that. I have an issue where the with the Mario movie where it just it was a cool Pixar movie, but it didn't feel like Mario to me. Like, and that's because I'm a boomer and I'm old because this isn't <laughs> Is the it Mario. Chris Pratt was the voice. No, it, I think it's because <laughs> this Mama wasn't. Mia. This wasn't the Mario that I grew up with. This was New Super Mario Brothers Mario. And even though that's the same Mario and it's the same shit, I could feel that this was like more New Super Mario Bros. Mario. You could just feel the Christian nationalist behind it. (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't really vibe with it. So I can't really vote here because I I would want to vote for Castlevania because I just know that it's better. Well, I'm I'm with Last of Us. If If Last of Us wasn't here, it'd be Nocturne for sure, though. For me. Yeah. Jimmy? Um, hmm, I'm going to go... Well, see, I didn't play enough of Last of Us because it was so bad on PC. Uh, to know for sure, I just have to go off a word of mouth. I think I loved it the most, though, so I'm going to go Last of Us. I do think Gran Turismo did a good job of integrating the real with the video game stuff, which the game yeah. does that already, so... I've yeah, been fighting, I mean, I've been fighting definitely, that shit. Definitely an honorable mention for Gran Turismo to, uh, I mean, tell it's it's a real real story of of uh, that kid who's a, a racer now. But yeah, I'll I'll go The Last of Us. Nice. Yeah. Alrighty, next we got. I this. just love uh, what's his name, uh, Hopper from Stranger Things. Is one like la- you puked on my lawn? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got best multiplayer game. It's either Ooh. Baldur's Gate, Diablo. Uh, also, Baldur's Gate is clearly going to sweep the awards. Oh, yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I didn't know Baldur's Gate was multiplayer. Um, it's very I'm good. Sh- I'm sure that will win, but my vote's Street Fighter, obviously. It is mm. remarkably good. So it's Baldur's Gate for me in any category it's in, basically, because Baldur's Gate 3 was incredible, but... The multiplayer specifically is very good in that game. Like, is it crossplay? I will uh, argue I that. Really? I will argue that Diablo is a better multiplayer game than Baldur's Gate Three because of the way the multiplayer works in Baldur's Gate Three. Kind of sucks because if the main person's not on, you guys cannot continue your story. You can't play your character. You have to make one for that story alone, and whoever the person is that started that story has to be online and available to play it for you to get to your character and continue or do anything on the game. Yeah, it's I don't D&D. think that is. Yeah, I I think Diablo is 
not great as it may be as far as multiplayer goes um i think it's the better of these i mean obviously a fighting game is like ultimate you know multi yeah. you have to have multiplayer and what i party think it's bullshit is? remnant 2 is not on here though yeah oh, yeah that's, that's weird and Ooh. i mean i would say lords of the fallen is better than diablo for sure and uh remnant 2 similar you know it's the same thing yeah. they have the same co-op yeah. style in fact sick i'm gonna say Baldur's gate 3 but i'll write in remnant 2 with you yeah fuck yeah uh Nathan? nate did you have one for that i would say super mario bros wonder no i don't i don't really i'm out of my element i with this one i, I haven't yeah, played a no simp uh, <laughs> So best true, true. Uh, sports or racing game is either uh, EA Sports Football Club 24, F1 23, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, or the Crew Motorfest. I mean, I think obviously I don't play it, but it's probably Forza. But Football Club will probably take it. Yeah. I play the Crew, and that's really yeah, fun. And also Hot Wheels is massively fun those games are really really fun, fun. yeah hot <laughs> wheels is. is definitely a play it if it's on one of your services mm, or if it's on a deep sale like 20 bucks or less those games are super fun uh yeah, really especially cool mechanics. The, the double what the, the loop that one the what was mm -hmm. when, i forgot the name of it when you were a kid the orange the thing loop, the double loop yeah. yeah did it have a name Double loop when it was like know. a I set. Never, it was a I set you could buy. I never did Hot Wheels. I never had Hot Wheels as a kid. Wow. Wasn't into them. I never had the double loop, but I had the little. I had a couple little cars. Nice. I always, I always wanted the double loop though. I was like, wow. It's like one day, you know, one day yeah. I'll be rich enough to have a double loop. I now you can't virtually. Like that. <laughs> I never had like Hot Wheels things. I never had like. Uh, like Nerf guns, bro. Oh, I wanted Nerf guns. I never had those. Boo. I'm going to abstain again because I don't play sports games. Alrighty, James. I'm gonna go Forza. It just looks so good and plays good and is fun and yeah, Fuck they yeah. just look. It they it just looks so realistic. It's nuts. <laughs> Alrighty. It's wild. Um... Next, we have best strategy or sim game. I can't vote because, I mean, I don't play any of these. Advanced Wars, City Skylines, Company of Heroes, Fire, Fire Emblem, Pinkman. My brain tells me Fire Emblem is obviously the highest quality strategy game on here. I have that. that. I haven't advanced, played it yet. And Advanced Wars is also a classic. That's a reboot, uh, reboot camp. It's a re-release of Advanced Wars, which is also a classic strategy game. But, I mean, I can't really vote on these. I've heard nothing but so much praise for city skylines one so i gotta imagine the second is also getting that okay i tried that and it's in depth bro you have to like mm -hmm. it's not just like a building you have to like lay out like like piping like plumbing oh yeah and water it's mains. everything it's a lot it was like <laughs> i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna play something different no i'm not i just hit dragons with swords um next is best family game Disneyland Illusion, Party Animals, Pikmin, Sonic, Superstars, Mario Wonder. I would imagine Mario Wonder, but I mean, I can't vote on this either. Yeah, I didn't. Huh. I don't have a family. Yeah, I, I mean, don't I don't think you have these. to. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck Nate, your game. Do you play any of these? No. Mario. I heard yeah, Sonic I is really good, actually, though. So my guess would be Sonic or Mario Wonder. I think that Pikmin is like huge. 
Yeah. Like huge, huge. Yeah. Like I think three won like game of the year huge. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, next we have the most important category best fighting game with the worst list of nominees it should just be street fighter versus mortal kombat uh, it really should be street fighter versus mortal kombat with maybe i i do think that so the nominees are god of rock mortal kombat 1 nickelodeon all-star brawl 2 pocket bravery and street fighter 6 obviously i go for street fighter 6 um God of Rock is a Guitar Hero style game where as you do, as you hit the music on the notes at the right time, your guy, your character like does moves. You're not actually like, it's, it's fucking weird. It's just, it's just rhythm based. It's just shit. Guitar Hero. Yeah. So that yeah. doesn't fucking count. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 is Smash Brothers. That's fine. I mean, it's cool. Put it on there. Uh, Pocket Bravery is great. Pocket Bravery is a like very old school 2D fighter style thing. I think that's really cool that it's on there. Um, but obviously, I say Street Fighter Six. No, just hands down, no question. But I'm worried that Mortal Kombat takes it because of the relationship that Ed Boon has with Jeff Keighley. So I still say it's Street. It's very obvious that Street Fighter is the better fighting game. But sometimes it's the quality of your game is not that important compared to like how many people it brings in and the enthusiasm and excitement. So sometimes something that's really good for you is made of shit. Please sometimes clap. Things, yeah. So mm. I say Street Fighter. I'm going to say Street Fighter. Fuck it. Street Fighter all the way. James? I have not played any of these, but I like the aesthetic of Mortal Kombat more. Nice. Combo breaker. Uh... Best RPG, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, Starfield. God. It, any other year. Any other year, Lies of P would get it for me. But it has to be Baldur's yeah, Gate 3. Yeah, it's Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's what it's a good like year the too. ultimate RPG. It really, it <laughs> might be one of the best yeah. RPGs ever made, literally, period. It's, the, it's fully, a, a full in-depth RPG yeah. to the max. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Liza P, though, great. And actually, yeah, honestly, Liza P's uh, story is not uh, the greatest thing in the world. It's good, but it's just, you know, it's not like anything I'm going to write. Oh, I about. think the story is good. I just don't think... Well, that's not everything with an RPG. The yeah. RPG thing's more about your character building. And Liza P is still limited in a Souls kind of way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Boulder's Gate is literally up to you. Yeah. Do whatever you want. <laughs> All of it. All right. Starfield shouldn't even be on there. No. What the hell? Uh, so, best action adventure. Wait, Jesse, you Alan... didn't want to vote? Uh, Nate, on that you didn't one. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, go for it's, it, Jesse. Baldur's Gate wins it. I mean, I, I only played Final Fantasy or Liza P. Best role-playing game. They're not really role-playing games. They're character action games. But in the best RPG category, I'm, I'd am i have to say Final Fantasy 16. Liza P is a better game because I'm into Souls games. But, like, and you do level your character into any build you want. It does have better build variety. Um, but Final Fantasy has like the RPG stuff that I like, side quests and world map and all that yeah. shit. So as like an RPG, good story uh, too. Sixteen yeah, and has sto- a very really, good story. I really like the story and the characters, and they didn't have to be so wild and wacky. Like, oh, here's Barrett with a gun arm, and here's Vampire Man, and yeah. here's little th- like it was just 
everyone kind of just looks normal and they like their characters actually pull them through it so and clive you assume immediately is going to be edgelord of all edgelords and he actually mm -hmm. really isn't yeah he's a nice he like guy. softens up he starts out that way but then he softens up as he realizes like his life isn't as bad as he thought you know like it's kind yeah. of a cool it's kind of a cool thing nate did you have a pick i mean I'm, i would give it to liza p just based off watching you guys play it hell yeah man i'm gonna kiss your butthole so hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what i that's what i'm aiming for yeah this is all just <laughs> James, did you hear? <laughs> did you hear what I said? <laughs> no, I, mean, uh, I gotta be. I gotta get better at playing video games. Right yeah, now, you I'm fucking just, I'm, I'm a normie. I'm just pandering. Yeah, but you we guys. need to get better at watching movies. Yeah, that's true. Amen, brother. Yeah. Uh, next, we got best action adventure, which is. Can I say um, one thing on this one? Yeah. yeah. No. Well, say what the games are, and then I'll make my point. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Tears of the Kingdom. Action right, so adventure. This, this is my first one that I think this is where I, I kind of brought this up in our group in um, Facebook Messenger. I don't think a remake... Or a DLC should be allowed to be voted on in any of these categories unless the category is DLC or remake. Yeah, they definitely should get their own category. Because this year... Not, Resident Evil 4 is not a new game. Like, it's a new game in that they released a new upgraded version of the original mm. story, the original models. Everything about it is the original... Sh it's like they put in... 50% of the effort of all these other games who had to actually write new shit. They sh it shouldn't be on here. There's other games that had to write out full games and stories and everything. It's more funny. than this did. It's funny. I thought you were going to say uh, that this was clearly a gimme category for Zelda because they could have put it in X or, you know, best RPG but they knew that oh, Baldur's no, Gate no. would kill it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure that they didn't put Zelda in best. RPG. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is their like freebie. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's gonna so, be Tears of the Kingdom for sure. Yeah, but so I, Zelda, you're still just Zelda, or I mean, you're Link. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you're not. It's not as even like Liza P to me. Like just because you're stuck on being Pinocchio, I feel like that automatically there's a, something else out there that's more customizable than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. The, the real two only games so with you were saying james i i do mm -hmm. agree can do remakes because like remakes could have had their own category because there was already a couple this year um but i mean yes resident evil 4 they did have the guidelines of the first game but it's a completely new game built from the ground up even encounter wise it's not but they like, didn't Death have to Space, do any of the stories or storyboarding and they, like, like just writing yeah. it out like a, a brand new game so i'll give you that's that. so much time um that's yeah, most yeah of the they time, didn't have honestly. to they didn't have to do the design work behind any of like the they setups the models and, already you know, like, they have yeah. everything yeah yeah um but yeah i agree that they should have their own category and they should be together but like the only two games on here that are built from the ground up alone are alan wake and resident evil because tears of the kingdom is just added on to the last well one. it's literally breath same of the wild too jedi. they they with jedi it used to be called spider-man yeah, same thing with Spider-Man. Technically, they had the city. 
like they had the Spider-Man model. I mean, obviously they clean them up and they make new models and stuff and they up the poly count, but and wrote a new story. Yeah. Yeah, and wrote and made a new game and stuff like that. Uh for this list um I mean, my personal, I guess I'm saying, God, Spider-Man, but I mean, the Star Wars one was a fun game, but Spider-Man, for sure. Did you beat Survivor? Yeah. Okay. I, can't, I couldn't yeah. remember. Cause it I was remember... fine. Yeah. Like an eight. Okay. Eight and eight I'm going quarter, Breath, sure. uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I mean. Okay. Which I haven't finished yet, but I'm near the very end. Jimmy, Resident Evil? I haven't played any of these. Oh, nice. So I'm looking forward to um, trying Alan Wake, but... I remember Alan Wake 1, and I don't remember it being an action adventure. I'll give it adventure, but not action. Yeah. I think because, yeah, because next up we have Wait. best. What huh? about Nate? Nate? Oh, I'm assuming he said he. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You still have to pick one. He played Spider Man. Uh, oh, he played Spider Man and Zelda. He's played oh, more of these games than I have. I was about to skip you. How dare you? The one category I can have like commentary I know, right? on. The one. Uh, I I do. I I feel. I agree with what you guys are saying, but especially action adventure. Like, um, sp- they could be different categories. Spider Man's a g- great action game. Zelda is the better adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Wake. I remember the first one. That was was slow as shit. So I wouldn't really say action. Adventure Jedi Survivor is like the only action adventure game on here, really. Yeah. Well, Zelda um, is too, actually. It's got action. I, yeah. I might give it to Spider-Man too. Okay. Okay. All right. And next is best action, which is Armored Core Six. Dead I do Island. think you should oh. play Alan Wake. I think you yeah. would appreciate the Alan Wake stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, for sure, yeah, for sure. you need to play it. Yeah. No, you need to play both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think That's you'd why appreciate playing... the first one. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing the first one because I definitely want to play the second one, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I think you'd like it, Nate. Let's um, do it. So best action is either Armored Core 6, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, or Remnant 2. Oh, yeah, baby. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just get mine out of the way. I say Armored Core, but Remnant 2 is right on its tail. But uh, I think Armored Core is just... One of the best controlling actiony games ever I've ever played in my life, and I just played it again two not last night, but the night before. I was like, "Oh, let me throw this on," and immediately I was like, "I forgot this game is freaking incredible, like it really is." But Remnant Two is close on it, though. Any of you? I'm going Remnant Two. Yeah, I like That's the picture fair. they chose, the Moon Lady, James. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go Remnant too, just because I haven't played Armor Core. I have yeah. heard a lot of people say good things about it as far as action goes. Yeah. High Fire Rush was not as actiony as some other games. It should not have beat out some of these other games. Yeah, but yeah, Remnant too. Nate, do you have a vote? I have no idea, but based on the pictures, I'm gonna go Ghost Runner two. Okay. <laughs> Ghost Runner 2 is basically like a 3D a cool hotline Miami. Uh, it's it's You create a run and then you flawlessly execute it. When you die, you restart immediately. It's meant for you to die a million times. Oh, like Super Meat Boy. My new yeah. game is called exactly. Ghost Fucker 2. Uh, exactly. When you it's like come, a... you have to fuck again? Or... No, you fuck. You just fuck all the ghosts. That's oh. it. Just keep fucking. Uh, 
Next is VR. I'm thinking we can skip that because none of us play VR. Unless we do, we want to go over ones like VR and best mobile game. Yes. I mean, I feel like if I was doing VR, I'd be picking old Pink. Resident Evil mommy there to look at. So yeah, I don't <laughs> yes. know because it's either Resident Evil or Gran Turismo <laughs> Seven is probably like a really like great. Experience. I've heard good things about the Resident Evil VR shit though. Mm-hmm. Like even the first one they came out with on VR. Like, Seven. I've heard, yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I heard that was terrific. I had friends that would play it, and they would be like, "Dude, it's terrifying! Like you don't realize until you're in there." And I'm like, "Game was terrifying sounds... without me." Yeah, yeah, the house. <laughs> that it's, house, it dude. <laughs> I'll get a VR unit one day, man. They really fucked up making the PSVR two. Unfortunately, not like not compatible with the PSVR one. But <laughs> I mean, maybe one day I'll get one. But I'm definitely not getting one anytime soon. Uh, Nate, do you VR? Nate, James, do you? No, no. Okay. But man. I might start with the Resident Evil Village VR mode. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But if uh, I did, you could imagine, right? <laughs> oh shit. Uh, I should we skip mobile game? Uh, <laughs> yeah, cause what yes. the fuck? I don't. Okay, pl- I've cool. never played a mobile game. I refuse. All right, so best indie game. I didn't play any of these. Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba Viewfinder. I didn't play any of them. I can't. Be great them. if Nate was like, I actually played all of these. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say that Cocoon really established a new trajectory in the artistic uh, idea of indie. Just making a uh, in the cocoon yeah. franchise, this time you could really see the wrinkles on all the old people's ball sacks. Well, then there's so that was best <laughs> indie game, and now there's best independent game, which is Cocoon, Dredge, Viewfinder, Dave the Driver, and Sea of Stars. I'm gonna go I'm Sea of Stars. Say, I'm just gonna say Sea of Stars because uh, Dave the Diver. Nice. Holy uh, Diver. Best, best community support. Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, No Man's Sky. I don't know what this means. Why Destiny 2? I know. I they know. fuck their community every <laughs> update. Every update. They're like, hey, we hate you. We absolutely <laughs> despise you. This is an easy W for me. It is Cyberpunk 2077 because it is, you cannot ignore what they did. Yeah. To dig out of the big asshole they put that game in. Yeah, man. It is one of the best games I have played in many years. It is yeah. fabulous. I It's just a masterwork what they did for support and to get this thing to where people are like willing to buy DLC. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They went from one of the worst launches, if not the worst launch ever, to making a game that is going that's like a making a timeless game that will be around forever now that's mm-hmm. an awesome world that you can like if you choose to and you get into it like uh night city's a place you can go hang out in oh, for yeah. a while it's and super fun. it's it's fucking awesome can you go in any of the houses yet no 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 your own you like there's into, a few uh, a few a lot, yeah there's a lot of random buildings you can get into okay. yeah like hotels and shit like not you can't be like i'm gonna go into that building into i window, like traversing rooftops and shit now that i have my double jump and dash things <laughs> that's yeah. that's a lot of fun doing the parkour shit you like to Dude. dip duck dive dodge, dodge i like to go search for all the different dildos i can find throughout the map i uh, 
<laughs> instinctually want to give Baldur's Gate everything, but they, I mean, they did some good patching and they fixed some stuff, but I would, I would give it to Cyberpunk as well. I think, you know, it, I haven't played it again, but I've heard nothing but good things and, you know. Yeah. Beat it out. Um, Nate? Best. Oh, Nate. <laughs> Jesse, you gotta like at least throw to him. Christ. In in my opinion. (laughs) Destiny (laughs) 2. I mean, yeah. Cyberpunk, didn't they fuck up uh, their first initial launch? Yeah, that's automatically give it to Baldur's Gate 3. No, 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 because this is a launch was like a year ago or two years ago. This is about community support, so they. Fixing I don't feel the... supported. I don't feel seen. <laughs> fixing the game is the support. If you played it when it first came out to now, you definitely would feel different. Yeah. Yeah, you piece it's of incredible shit. incredible what they've done. Asshole. <laughs> piece of fucking nice. trash. Uh, I'll go, I'm going to rely on your expertise here. Go with Baldur's Gate. Two kisses. Hey. Hell yeah. Two butthole kisses. <laughs> Mm. Hell yeah. Alrighty, then we got best ongoing game Apex, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. I can't None say anything these, here, but I would yeah. I would probably say Final Fantasy fourteen because of how big it is. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I would go fourteen as well. Mm, I'm gonna go Fortnite, oddly enough. It seems like Cyberpunk's not necessarily ongoing just because they have an expansion that that came out. That doesn't really count because there's a bunch of games that have had sequels or expansions. Well, they just put out a big DLC this year. Oh, that's true. They did overhaul the whole game. That's true. Yeah, they did a huge. Yeah, they also did that big 2.0 patch, which was huge. Yeah, I got to go Fortnite just because it being one of the like staples for Battle Royales and them adding like the the no build. gameplay in there and stuff like that i just they continue to like keep their community happy and it's still one of the biggest games out there so yeah it's hard to ignore it (laughs) i haven't even thought about apex in a while i don't know Nah, apex ea is just shitting the bed with apex really they just continue to piss off especially pros like even a lot of these teams have started to drop having an apex team and like leagues and everything yeah it's they just they don't get it (laughs) yeah i still think it's a fun game but nate apex apex lesnars for sure sure. (laughs) (laughs) hey i love me some apex oh shit jesse in games of impact it's fucking goodbye volcano high (laughs) the game we always make fun of Games for Impact, which is for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message, a space for the Unbound, Chance of Senar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chia, Terra Nil, <laughs> Venba. I played none of these, so I have no idea. They all look like the same game. Uh, except for Goodbye Volcano High. Goodbye Volcano High, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'd probably, I'd probably if I had yeah, to play number one, one these, honestly. If I had to Goodbye play one Volcano. of these, it would be Goodbye Volcano High. Amen. <laughs> if I, I'm looking at them all. No, I think like, Chia Hello, is Volcano High. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I think Chia is supposed to be good. I think it's like a like an adventure game. I'm going to um, say Terra Nil because I like a, a deer. I like that one too. That's the one I'm going with. <laughs> Nice. I like that there's no humans in it because they're shit. Uh, next is innovation in accessibility. 
Diablo 4. This Ooh. is an interesting one. Diablo 4, Forza, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, Street Fighter. Uh, seeing the, what they did, this, I'm going to say Street Fighter, obviously, because Street Fighter. But the accessibility shit in Street Fighter 6 is fucking wild. What they've done where, like, if you're blind, you can have the game give you audio cues for everything. And there are blind people competing in tournaments and, like, beating people in Street Fighter. Beating, like, uh, see yeah, visually able people. Because these fucking cucks are letting these people, you know, win, dude. When I got beat by the blind kid, it's because it's a fucking game, dude. It's not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's I also go Street Fighter, even just for not even uh, accessibility needing people. Like, they put an easy fighting mode in there mm-hmm. by having the buttons basic if you want for even just regular ass dum-dums to play so yeah yeah i mean they make a lot of moves to make it accessible for everybody so nice nathan uh i haven't i don't really care about either any of this forts (laughs) uh yeah i'm gonna get i'm just gonna close my eyes and say hi-fi rush all right cool uh next we have best performance uh so best performance i'm assuming the guy from Final Fantasy, Clive for Final Fantasy. Yeah. The Star Wars kid, Idris Elba in Cyberpunk. Uh, whoever, Milani Libtard, Libbird. Milani Libbird. Milani Libbird, Alan Wake 2, uh, Neil Newborn, Baldur's Gate, Yuri Lowenthal, Spider Man. I'm going to just say Yuri Lowenthal. No, I'm going to, yeah, I'll say Yuri Lowenthal for Spider Man because he's. Bully, bully Spider-Man. Lowenthal. Yeah, <laughs> bully, bully Lowenthal. I don't really care for this, but it's yeah. It's I'll say Spider Man guy. I'm gonna go Neil Newbon. Uh, he was uh, Asterian, who was incredible in Vampire Buddy. Yeah, Baldur's Gate. He was so good. Yeah, very Loki. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm Sick. going Cameron because I want him to do the character live action as well. Same. I dude. just think he's done a good job. <laughs> Same, yeah, he's great yeah. as Cal Kestis, actually. But he's I didn't a good actor, play. Period, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. yeah, he was in um, yeah. no, he's Shameless. Yes, he, he, he was Joker in Gotham. Yeah, and he was Joker, Joseph Kerr. No, Joseph Kerr. I fucking remember the first time I heard that shit. Oh, Joker's real name, Joseph Kerr. I was so mad, bro. I was like, "Fuck <laughs> you, dude." Well, that's, that's like so cheap. That's like Harleen Quinzel. Yeah, like, dude. The Get the fuck out of my life. Best audio design: Alan Wake Two, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man. Resident and Evil. Nate, who do you want for best performance? Oh, I forgot. God, Jesse. <laughs> Cameron. Cameron. Give it to Cameron. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, alrighty. So, uh, best audio design. Best performance is Nate not acting or yeah. acting like he's not sad that Jesse <laughs> keeps forgetting him. Repeat, literally, just repeatedly forgetting him. We smoke weed together, to bro. <laughs> we smoke fucking weed together, man. <laughs> uh, I best told audio. you secrets. <laughs> Best audio design. Alan Wake, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil. I'm assuming it should be Hi-Fi Rush because it's a music-based game. But I really like the sound in Spider-Man 2. I like the soundtrack and the score a lot more than the first game. It was uh, pretty cool. Same thing with Assassin's Creed Mirage. I really like the score in this game. It's pretty modern. Uh, but I really liked the the way that the audio would pick up when you started Traversal. And I really liked the original songs. 
in Spider-Man. Um, but if it's sound design, it's probably Hyper Rush because that game is designed around sound. Yeah, but they're scoring music next, so that's the rough part. Oh, then, then yeah, then I... it's, it's, it's probably Alan Wake or Dead Space or Resident Evil, realistically, because horror, horror games are super awesome with sound, but I don't know. Yeah, I haven't played any of them, so I have to say Spider-Man. Yeah, same. Either Nathan. Same. <laughs> I'm going to go Hi-Fi Rush. I did play quite a bit of it. Um... I think it was really cool that they made music for it. I think it's, you know, it's a game that's rhythm based and your combat's rhythm based as well. So getting the audio cues and stuff when you're, you know, hitting stuff on time and correct. And yeah, I think they nailed doing all the audio stuff with that. And they kind of had to because that's what the game's about. <laughs> all right. You literally use a guitar sword. Fuck yeah. Nice. Uh, and then best score, we've got Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, Final Fantasy, Hyper Rush, Zelda. I would, I didn't play these other ones really. I mean, I did play some Baldur's Gate, but I don't remember. I want to say Final Fantasy because it's Final Fantasy. I remember really liking the music, but the problem that I'm having is I can't hum anything from that game. And you usually can remember a theme, and I don't. Yeah, they don't have battle anybody music. Anybody talking about that game either at all? Yeah, everyone played it, and then it's kind of gone. So, um, but I mean, they don't have the Fantasy? like classic battle music because there's no turn-based battles, you know. So it's you don't go into another mode to fight. So there's no distinctive yeah. music. But I am yeah. gonna. Go. I, I again want to say Baldur's Gate, but there's a really repetitive song in Baldur's Gate Three. The "By the River" that song. If yeah. I never heard it again, uh, it would be way too soon. <laughs> um, there's a couple of cool songs that go along with what's happening, but I'm gonna say Zelda. Fuck yeah! Really? I I don't think there's anything distinctive other than renditions of previous Zelda music. That's true. So I guess 16. <laughs> okay. Because I don't remember any songs from Zelda, but 16, you know, I think it was uh, one of the classic Final Fantasy composers. Oh, the main the main Sakaguchi theme. Notobu or whatever that guy's name is. No, no, no. Uwamatsu. Nobuo Uwamatsu. <laughs> whatever. I don't think he did the score for that game, though. I'm checking I think... right now. I saw Aaron. I think I saw you playing some Final Fantasy uh, uh, Seventeen, but it was it wasn't like distinctive uh, battle music, but it was going hard. Yeah, that... yeah. Masayoshi Soken. So it was not Uematsu, okay. because you will know if it's him because he makes very memorable uh, like melody lines and stuff. This guy had cool ambient stuff, but I wasn't really. I didn't really. And there was some nice songs in there, but. Um, there is some nice stuff, but not, but the problem is I cannot hum anything and you can, you'll usually find yourself humming like a, the, the main town theme or the menu theme when a game, and that, that's the problem when you don't write really tight melody lines, when you just make like this kind of floating ambience music or music that trails too long, uh, you really need a four bar melody line. You don't have to, Bars. like that's how, that's how you're going to get, uh, that memory memorable shit 
next. Wait. It, God damn it. It's uh, Hi-Fi <laughs> Rush for me oh, uh, okay. because I think the music they used and the soundtrack was really well done and like integrated good into the combat and the gameplay. Um, like the way they changed the songs and stuff like that and the way they picked up or would have certain parts of the songs kick in when you know you were in combat and stuff like that made it just a little more fun and you know you catch yourself headbanging and actually hitting your attacks better because you're so into the music that they had in the game so nice. i rush you tricked me that time see because you and uh, nate but went nate, first i was and... trying to get nate in because yeah. i didn't want him to get skipped <laughs> yeah because you're skipping him again uh I, no. uh, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say Zelda. Uh, I guess Final Fantasy from uh the clip I saw Aaron play. The <laughs> Final Fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the last four are like decent ones. So best art direction: Alan Wake, Hi-Fi Rush, Liza P, Mario, Zelda. Art direction. I mean, it's probably fucking <laughs> Mario, or Hi-Fi Rush. It's Liza P for me, baby. Thousand percent Liza P for me yeah. as well. It's very cool. It has a lot mm-hmm. of really cool ass fucking designs. I love yes, yes, yes. Preach. Preach, <laughs> sister, preach. Okay. Nate. Liza P. Yeah. Good old Liza. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Old> Liza. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Liza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody else on that one? No, but did you go, Jesse? Did you go? Uh, you yeah, skipped he yourself. said Mario or It's got to be, yeah, for me, art direction. Yeah, because I personally don't like Victorian, like, aesthetic at all. Uh, and so, like, art direction, I mean, I can't lie, like, Mario is going to have incredible art direction, it's very interesting, whatever, and then Hi-Fi Rush is just really stylized and, and and bright. Yeah, my second would definitely be Hi-Fi Rush. It yeah. looked so cool. <laughs> like, the way they did the art definitely was stood out from other games. Yeah, it was, it was cool. super cool. Yeah. Uh, next is Best Narrative. Uh, Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, Cyberpunk. Final Fantasy, Spider-Man. I'm sure it's Baldur's Gate. Obviously, that's the the core. Baldur's Gate. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even play much of it, but I obviously it's fucking Baldur's Gate. Yeah, but for you, for me, best Spider-Man didn't have a good story. No, Final Fantasy 16. I, you love the thought, story in it. I thought then it would be 16. Yeah, I guess 16 for me, the story I really did enjoy. I guess I wasn't even You didn't play Baldur's Gate, so pick one that you think, yeah. like, that yeah, your well, favorite. I played, I played, like, 15, 20 hours of Baldur's yeah. Gate, but that's nothing. Um, Yeah, it's clearly Final Fantasy, because uh, okay. I really enjoyed that I remember story you talking, much. yeah. Yeah, you talked the story up a lot. The story was very good. It's Baldur's um, Gate 3 for me. <laughs> Especially my ending, my specific ending. I live in hell now with my uh, girlfriend, Carla. It's mine. It's the best ending. Everybody knows my ending was the best. (laughs) I live in hell with my girlfriend. (laughs) Wrong. Cyberpunk automatically is disqualified because that's DLC. So I'm going to go Baldur's Gate. The writing was... And the narrative, all that, yeah, the writing was just terrific in that. 
the fact that you can just choose your own adventure and they have great writing no matter which way you go is mm-hmm. just just great work. I need to play through it again soon. Nate. Spider-Man. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, best game direction. Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, Spider-Man, Mario, Zelda. I will say Spider-Man because of Spider-Man because I played it more than anything else. It's interesting because of creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. That's so when it goes to like creative vision, I'm going with Spider-Man too because it's very cinematic, as you know, uh, we all know that's like movie game. But it does involve a lot. Like I suck at it, so I can tell you, you can fail. But Um, it's not new. It's not innovative. It's the same as the first one. Well, that's why I said outstanding creative vision. I would have said Spider-Man 2. Just purely like from a someone directing mm. the scenes. But I'm going to say Baldur's Gate 3 is doing some innovative shit. That like... I mean, the way that it uses the rule set of D&D is like incredible to me. So I'm, I'm going Baldur's Gate 3. Though Alan Wake yeah, 2, seeing Seth's playthrough was pretty cool. Yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of stuff on here. I'm pretty sure I would vote Alan Wake too, but I just I can't because I yeah. haven't even seen it. But I'm actually, James, if you want to try it, I have a PC code. I'm never going to play it. Oh, really? Yeah, I have a code for, that I got. I'll send it to you right now. I got it with my graphics card. Hell yeah, dude! Chaw, dude. For uh, for innovation, uh, I would say Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. What? It's the same as the first game. It's the same thing Spider-Man's doing. It's just a second game. They didn't do anything new with it, did they? Well, I mean, the uh, the way that you can build materials is, uh, oh, is, is different. That. Yeah. That's, that's, that's completely true. new. And so I say the innovation would come in that, like the creativity and like kind of open world and building shit. Not like open, well... They also have a big thing with the... Uh, the 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 physics mechanics thing right that's pretty innovative for them yeah yeah for sure for uh zelda yeah yeah that's what i remember hearing people talking about the physics were like next level no but this is about this one's building and like sticking shit together to do different oh the first one didn't have you you couldn't build like giant penis ships in the first mm-hmm. one. No, it was just yeah. like the the ball. Well, you could stuff. build like gliders, and depending on the physics, depending how you build it, like the glider will operate a little different. Like if you build it like a motorcycle, or if you build it like a goblin glider, like the green goblin, you know, the the balance is a little harder on like a goblin glider than it would with as opposed to. You know, building something that has more of a base at the bottom. So, I mean, the physics is uh, a good good comment on, uh, you know, the innovation. Yeah, honestly, bring yeah, that coming up makes me pick Zelda, honestly, just because I think it's... I haven't played the new Super Mario. I haven't played Zelda, but it's the only one I remember there being something that, like, was really new and innovative amongst all of these. As far as like a game mechanic and just as like gaming, you know, going to a new level, like the physics yeah. stuff they did in that game, I just have heard so many really good things about it. I'll go. But if, it, if it wasn't for that innovation word in it, I would I'd give it to Spider Man right. for creative vision because yeah. it's also the only other game I played out of the bunch. 
<laughs> True. Anybody else? That's it for us. Uh, and then the last <laughs> one. Game of the Year. Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, Spider-Man, Resident Evil 4 for some fucking reason, Super Mario That's Wonder, or Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I get it. Resident Evil 4 got a lot of buzz. People liked it a lot. I get, I, I get it. But I mean, so here's another big one is, hey man, where the fuck is Harry Potter? That was the top selling game in the entire year. I know it wasn't a great game, but you're going to tell me that game doesn't deserve one nomination? It was actually pretty great. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> like is it is it, oh, we can't have Harry Potter on here because... J.R. Tolkien or whatever the fuck her name is J.K. Rowling is a bad word so like right. they just oust the entire like you're gonna oust it's tough the top selling game of the year that game crushed every other game this if year. you if you didn't have Resident Evil 4 on here I would be disagreeing with you Jesse but it does seem like it you know they don't want to give Rowling anything which I get she fucking sucks but she didn't make yeah. the game she just created the universe you know like yeah, she, it's weird. The way they were able to make that world so accurate. Yeah, it was that crazy. Castle, that game should have been on here for a few things. Yeah, opinion. dude, for a bunch of stuff. I'm sure for like adventure yeah. game, like that's an adventure. Not for flying though. The flying was dog shit. Yeah. Oh, I almost bought it the other day because I was like, oh man, I bet you can fly around and it's probably awesome. The I never even got a not, broom. No, no. It's not bad once you like get used to it, but it didn't feel natural. It didn't feel natural at first. Hmm. But it uh, is cool being able to fly. <laughs> it's Baldur's Gate three for me. Yeah, for me, the only thing I I have to say, Spider Man is the only thing I really beat on here, and also just it for enjoyment. Yes, Baldur's Gate is a really good game, but I mean, I'm having active fun. And also, I just like more active games like that. And Baldur's Gate is a uh, text you know like it basically uh which is awesome it's really cool i did enjoy it uh but i mean i would say spider-man because it was just more kinetic and fun for me yeah me too wrong i'm going to say i'm very disappointed that a remake is on this list but it is boulder gate boulder's gate 3 I mean, it's yeah, it's the depth least. of that game is next level. <laughs> it's just nuts. Fuck it. It's wild. I I just can't believe how how much freedom that game gives you with it being such a narrative driven game. I just it's wild. It's funny. That's kind of why I stopped playing it because I saw how many different. I'm just I'm just walking up to everything and just like whacking it with my sword, whacking it. And then I see online people are like, oh, in this fight, you can just push them off a cliff or, hey, light this thing on fire. That's or hey, D&D, man. Yeah, and I'm just like, so I'm getting yeah. FOMO. I get FOMO on, like, what could I be doing? And I want to do the coolest, most obscure thing. So then I just don't go forward. It's funny. Sausage run only. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, too, because, you know, normally I'd be like, yeah, just do it on a different run. Like, make a different character. It took me, like, 120 hours, something like that, to beat that game yeah so, or no it might have been 70 something 80 max something like that but it took me forever and that's 80 on a save i reloaded well, a bunch playing of a couple stories at the same time though with other friends. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's incredible it's an incredible game yeah it, it's it a, is it's a real achievement 
Some Nate modern Glass 3 shouldn't probably be on there, but no, nah, I'm just joking. I know Tears of Kingdom, Nintendo. <laughs> they're yeah. not winning this shit. Like, this is a be Baldur's Gate year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. Nathan? I don't know. Them Nintendo Spider-Man. fanboys come hard. <laughs> Spider-Man. They do. They do, yeah, Spider-Man. Saucepan. Uh, all right, I think we did it. I think we did the Game Awards. We did it, and uh, our answers are the only true and, the only true answers. Yeah, the the mm. truth and the light. The truth, the light, and the way. Yeah. Yes. Uh, righty. So, to close off, we did get some questions. Uh, Yay! Yeah. yeah. So we got some questions. I think they're all not very nerd focused. One is though. I'll do that one mm. first. This one says, "I haven't heard much on the Onimusha Netflix animated. Anyone check it out or interested?" I forgot about that. We talked about it when they first announced it. Yeah. Did it I fucking drop? love Onimusha? No. Oh. I yeah, haven't it's even out. seen. Oh, it's out. No way. <gasps> yeah, it's been out for like a week or two. Oh my god! I'm gonna start it tonight. You didn't know. I will know. review it didn't next week. Know. Oh my god, that's insane. My buddy was talking to me about it like a week Bro, and a half ago. He's like, dude, it's really good. What the fuck is wrong with Capcom? I follow every Capcom <laughs> subsidiary on every social media shit, and they did not promote it at all. They didn't review tell me th- next week. Uh, review next week for Onimusha. They have to say Samanosuke a million times. Hopefully. Because I remember and in the first game, it was just like, Samanosuke, Samanosuke. Over and over yeah. again. I'm wondering to see who it's going to be because it I wonder if see all the episodes dropped right off the bat. I wonder. Oh, man, I'm excited. Yeah, awesome. I oh, mean, most wah, of Netflix wah, 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 stuff dropped. Well, no, Arcane didn't drop. They they paced it, didn't they? <coughs> yeah, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that they didn't Blue have... Samurai, they dropped it all day one. So I don't know. That thing's getting talked a lot. A lot of people are loving the shit out of that, by the way. Yeah. Definitely recommend it. Uh, uh, let's is... see. There are eight episodes, so they dropped it. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank God it's, it's like they're about like 25 minutes each. Perfect. It's exactly what I want. I was hoping it wasn't like six. <laughs> oh, I don't think episodes. they gave him a name. It just says uh, a legendary warrior. Yeah, so the Japanese do shit that's fucking weird sometimes with their actors. So they like to put real actors in their games. Oh, he's Musashi. He's Musashi. Miyamoto Musashi, probably. Yeah, it's not Musashi. Yeah. So Samanosuke was an actor, and then his contract ran out. So they couldn't bring him back to do more games. Same thing with the... uh, Judgment, which is the spinoff of Oh, was Jean Renault? Oh. No, no mm. it, Judgment was a spinoff of Yakuza, and the, the guy who they modeled the main character that you play as after, his contract, like, didn't re-sign his contract with Sega, so they almost couldn't release their games and had to, like, pull their games for this shit, but they, they figured a way around it. Uh, my mic's gonna make noise. But, um... Yeah, it's weird. I think the whole, like, Samonosuke, they, they couldn't bring him back. I mean, they could have just called him Samonosuke, but who knows if the contract says, like, no, you, you can't recast him, uh, but Onimusha had problems for many years because of the actor issue. Like, they couldn't, <coughs> they couldn't like, recast him or something. Like, the contract was too ironclad. But I'm excited to uh, to see that. So, we did get one in that was directed at Nate. Uh, Ooh! It's a little bit of a, a it's like an actual question. Oh. Uh, and, 
they bring up uh, something you said last episode. They say a quote from Nate last episode. Oh my there, God, I'm quoted. You're quoted. Uh, there are things more important than making a good film, like representation, Nathan. Can you please, can you elaborate, please? Is sacrificing the quality of your art for social politics ethical? Well, you know, I, I might be the wrong person to ask because, like, the quality of your art, you know, subjectively, I mean, my art. The art that I have created so far in my career. <laughs> I mean, welcome to Tate's, like a bunch of dick and fart jokes with people in cosplay. So, uh, and, you know, like, welcome to Tate's. The uh, the owner uh, was upset at, uh, you know, the feelings of how some people were, were represented in the series. And I straight up told them the, the hey, you know, I'll... I'll delete, we'll delete the show. If you really feel bad, if you're really offended or hurt, you know, it's more important for me that, you know, you understand that it wasn't malicious, that it was, you know, we're just, just a bunch of dick and fart jokes, baby. Come on. <laughs> so, so that's to give you some context of where, you know, my history, where I'm coming from, uh, now, am I gonna censor anyone? I don't. I don't believe anyone should be censored. Like, like let's say uh, we're talking about stand-up comedy. You know, like Dave Chappelle. Uh, he, a lot of his material about trans people. Uh, I support. I love trans people. You know, I, I have trans people in my family. I am. I will fight. For a trans person, but uh, I'm not gonna remove jokes out of the, if I was a the Netflix CEO, right? I'm not gonna remove the jokes out of Dave Chappelle's material. Like I don't think anyone should be censored in a way. So I guess I'm a little hypocritical because uh, you know I'm I'm saying you know that there was a moment in my life that I was gonna censor censor my art but subjectively that's my art that's yeah it's your choice I, to make yeah yeah so i don't know if that answers the question but i mean it is an interesting topic uh yeah. so about about the marvels you know i think representation is important and i think the ramifications of having like female superheroes is greater it's going to have a bigger effect in the world on a global scale. You know, like there's going to be girls who look up to those superheroes, right? So it's mm -hmm. a good thing. Now, I, I mean, yeah, go, go ahead. I was going to say, I, my issue with the whole thing is that everyone acts like it's either or. You can have representation without sacrificing quality. We've not necessarily always seen it done effectively, right? And and you know that that borne out uh, yeah. fully, but that doesn't mean it can't happen. People just need to write some good fucking stories that represent some cool fucking people, you know. And it, yeah, well, yeah. If it's, if it's written well, then it's not then a zero sum game, you know. It's not like a yeah, you know. I I guess it, the the way I said it, it comes across like it's either or like, you know, it's either right. A, a, it's the, it's, it, 
if it's not a good movie, you know, it, for, it doesn't matter if it's good as long as representation is in there. But well, uh, so, yeah, go the, ahead. The wording's a little weird because I think, so I don't think you should ever sacrifice your art, but um, the wording's weird because the wording says, is sacrificing the quality of your art for social politics ethical? Well, I think that it's, I gotta see what the word ethical means literally. I think literally it's, I think it's then ethical. ethically, I mean, ethically, is, yes, because um, it is your art. So I mean, like my, I, I, I'll, I can, you know, my art. I don't hold, I don't hold my art as a high on a high standard. But you know, uh, Jesse, you're, you're a musician. You know, you have, you've made art. Like, uh, so you might have a different opinion. I, would you? I don't think you might not sacrifice your art. So for, yeah. So depending the on the whole, scenario, though. Yeah, well, the word ethical is relating to moral principles or the branch of knowledge dealing with moral principles. So I think that sacrificing your art for a social issue is an ethical thing to do because it is compassionate. It is morally just. Uh, but I don't think that you should sacrifice... if you, Art is not more important than the social issues. Social issues are more important, but I don't think that that means that we should just all have shitty art. Obviously, they just write good stories. But if you have a piece of art and it's the way that you want it, like I'm looking at the word sacrifice. Should you sacrifice your art? Is sacrificing the quality sacrifice. of your art? My sacrifice! Uh, so, like... So I don't think so. I don't think you should ever yeah. sacrifice the integrity of your own art for any fucking reason. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess get, I do get it. But then I think like well, it's up to the artist and like I personally wouldn't. But you never know. Give me a big enough check and I probably will. I mean, if somebody came up and said, write a song about sucking hot dogs for a billion dollars, I'm going to do it because who gives a fuck? Um but I don't know. I wouldn't. I I'll do know. it for free. Those glizzy, those glizzy five thousand. Well, I think the word. I did, I don't think I said sacrifice. Right. That's the question. The no, that, no, was no, the right, that was the right question. In. The quote so, I mean, was: yeah, "There's the, more important the, things the, than making a more good important, film." More important things than making a good film. So I mean, I think. Uh, for yeah, me, like Crete. I, I think that. Um, of course, their art can comment on social issues and uh, art can sneak into discussions that are hard to have and you can you can really say a lot with art and uh, yeah. so I, you know sacrifices makes it like you know one or the other and i don't I don't think I don't think it's at that I, I'm just addressing that I feel that they're for me as a movie as a filmmaker i mean uh if i can call myself that i mean i i'm very humble with my art i you know but so let's say i'm a filmmaker right my art i know i feel that there are more things that are important than my particular art now that's me uh some you know like i would i would view my art like the people who inspired me right like kevin smith Kevin Smith, I don't think he holds his art very in a high regard, but I think some of his movies touched a lot of people and helped people. But um, I don't know. I guess I'm going on a tangent here. But... <laughs> no, no, that's good. Um, 
Well, I, my, my biggest thing with just the term social politics and all that stuff, just the, the zeitgeist that we live in of, of all this is the, that stuff has a place in film too. Some of the best movies are, are, are tackle social issues. You know what I mean? All the, uh, I don't yeah. think that, but I don't think that's the question. I think that the, yeah, like those things, it, I think the question is just, I'm looking at literally the question sacrificing. Yeah. So changing, changing the art, like, changing the, your art itself for the sake of it like oh like like sacrificing your art to change it because of this reason not we started i don't know because i guess they did start this whole thing with this in the outcome so like yeah i don't think the question's saying like social politics and art is bad i think it's saying like is is it okay to to when these executives come in and go what is the south park thing uh the pandaverse. Put a, uh, the pandaverse. Put a trick in it. Make her gay. Like that's the little line they keep doing. That was like the joke of the episode. Like that kind of thing. When a studio exec shows up and goes, uh, yeah, but uh, can we uh, can, can we put some, get that blizzard thing that they use. They have a, a spreadsheet of an inclusivity. Uh, go ahead and run that through there and uh, change up all the races and make everything. And so what if someone's like, you know, like Final Fantasy's weird excuse where they're like, we want to tell a realistic story that is most likely like old European, old European countries. So that's why everyone's white. And it's like, but there's dragons. Like, I guess there's always a, a weird. I don't know. It's the fact that it's art. It's subjective and you can do whatever you want with it. Um, I guess the choices of yeah. words are, 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 are interesting. Like the word sacrifice means that the artist himself is deciding to uh kind of dumb no, down I mean, or, or whoever whoever wrote the whoever wrote this can you they're, let they're, us know? they're a pro this is a pro question sacrifice that it frames it very well i don't i don't think you should have to sacrifice well your art right for uh for well here's the thing like the greater good that's the subjective term right i think when you're when you make art you are trying to say something, uh, you're trying to figure out something about yourself and the world that you live in, right? This environment that you interact with, you're, you're commenting on that. And uh, sometimes the, the materials, there's more important things than a song or a painting or a, um, a movie. There's more important things than a Photoshop file. And um, so I think I'm, I guess I'm referring to the, the media, the material, but the important thing is the, the, when you make art, that inspiration, that commentary, that's the important thing that, but it, I'm, for movies, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is that those social issues, I mean, if you're making your art, I don't know, if you're making what you want to say, you shouldn't have to sacrifice because of a studio executive wants to yeah. uh, put a woman into it. I guess well, the Marvels isn't the, the best hill to die on. I'm not trying to defend the Marvels, but I think there's a, a great there's a positive yeah, you gave it the lowest score i gave it a low score but there, i feel there's a positive coming out of 
some of these studio executive moves, or at least yeah. I'm tr trying to be optimistic about it. Um, and I think little girls are... I mean, ideally, it'd be great if little girls had great stories to be inspired by, uh, yeah. you know, like like well, Ridley and Alien. and uh, There's definitely, this is definitely going on right now with Captain America. Ripley. Because, like, you guys heard about basically why they have to, like, retool the entire movie, right? Because they were introducing Sabra, which is an old pro-Israeli superhero from, like, the 80s and 70s who was straight up like murderously against Palestinians and it was part of the comics and like one of her more more morality uh one of her like morality kind of paths was like a superhero teaching her that like this like dead Palestinian boy was human as well and she's like oh they're not just animals like so they just re like so it looks like this Captain America movie was going to be like an is Israel Palestine conflict because they've been fighting forever, and then this real world thing happened and they have to take all of that out of the movie because there's there's panels for that character that Sabra character that are so bad I think they're gonna have to remove that character from the movie because it's 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 not sugar coated like that character is like a representation of that conflict and is like on one. It's not like a, Oh, I'm in the middle and both sides are fighting. No, that's a like pro Israeli anti-Palestinian character. And I guess when they wrote that character in the comics, it was okay. But, um, apparently that's what the movie was kind of going to go and be about. And that's why it's having so many problems apparently. Right. I mean, um, there's I don't even so know if many... they can keep her in it. Like, that actress yeah. is going to get a fat check. I feel like there's so many degrees to this, right? Because when you say sacrifice, it feels like you're talking about, like, real art. Like, really, you know, like, important, like, like a artists. David Lynch movie. And we're talking about Fuck Marvel David movies. Lynch. Well, yeah, what you were talking about, no, no, I was just like a pretentious no, director. Yeah, when you were saying, Nate, like, oh, like, you know, you should never want some studio exec. And it's like, yeah, but we're talking about Marvel, the the most well, money, you know? Yeah, like, and I think Disney does have a responsibility to kind of consider social issues uh, as a company that just has so much money. Uh, you know, they could they could make a few bombs. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I would say like a good example is the, the Catholic church, right? Everyone loves the Catholic church. They have a great, uh, track, track record. Uh, <laughs> no, but, they don't. no, they don't. They hired, you know, they hired a bunch of painters, uh, a bunch of artists to, to make, uh, you know, religious paintings. And so these artists, they made, they made religious paintings about all the gods and the saints. But uh, what's more important than the actual painting was the social issues that were happening during the time, and a lot of the a lot of the paintings uh, had portrayed the different social classes, like uh, it portrayed like the the lower class uprising against the the Romans and higher classes, and uh, even though the paintings there's more important things than the paintings that they were hired to make. And they kind of touched on those 
what I feel, uh, you know, they made those paintings more important. They made them more important than the paintings because of those social issues that they depicted, if that makes okay. sense. I know I'm a little hypocritical here, and I'm kind of dancing around. I'm kind of being very careful dancing around the, like, don't sacrifice your art, but po political issues are important. I'm so, you know, I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too. It's fine. But, Humans are complex beings. Yeah, you know what? I'm trying to figure it all out myself. I don't, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's a good question. Nice. Well, whoever wrote that, that's a good question. Write us questions like that. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to skip another fun one and we'll save it for next week, but we do have one because we're running well, uh, did, pretty long. Oh, we're running a little long? Okay. I was going to uh, say if Aaron no, and James had anything to add. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. James. No. All righty. Uh, well, but James, we do have I, one. I said no for me. Oh. Jimmy? It, no. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I don't get into the politics shit. Okay. I think everybody should just have uh, the freedom to tell and do what the hell they want as long as it's not affecting and messing up other people. Yeah. True, true. Uh, but we do have one that we'll do because I wanted to get to this one. And someone writes in and says, any advice for fellow nerds struggling with depression through the holiday season? Not all of us live in a densely populated city with things to do. Some of us live in the sticks and have no friends. <laughs> That's so sad. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, but it's true. Yeah, you know, I, 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 that made me really think. And, you know, I do often think about it. We do live in a very densely populated area where most of us are in South Florida. There's a lot of stuff to do. There's beaches. So even if you're like, sad and shit like i could go to the beach and that doesn't seem like a lot but man it's therapeutic when you're out there and if i want to get out and just see people have a good time i could just go downtown and sit my ass at a bar somewhere and i can see people do stuff um and this is the time of the year where people do get really depressed because it's it's the best and the worst time of year it's when you have loved ones it's when you guys love each other the hardest and it's when you have no one it's fucking dark it's sad um so I don't know. What do you guys uh, think? Any advice for fellow mm. nerds struggling through depression through the holiday season when they don't live in an area with tons of people and they don't have a lot of friends? Yes. This is going to sound uh, rote, but a therapist is a big help. Having someone to talk to if you do not have close friends or people to confide in. Having an unbiased person to work through your feelings and your specific struggles with can be very yeah. helpful. Um, but also, video games are fucking cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Get you know if you wanna if if you're fucking need to feel close to people, we'll try to be in our Discord more often. You know that that always helps me. I have so many friends I talk to strictly through Discord. So. Uh, yeah, that's what James I was bring is one that of them. Is, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Where uh, you know, I I'm I stream almost every day because I don't have anything in my life. Uh, so like, you're more than welcome to come hang with me. And like, like we always say, man, to all y'all, someone said, "Oh, get a Patreon or something for what? We're gonna be in the Discord anyway. Just come hang out. If you play games that we play." Come play with us. And I play a million things. If you play a game that you like, play multiplayer, uh, I'll probably just get it. Or I might even have it. Yeah. So definitely here in Nerds, you know, come hit us up on the twitch.tv slash nerds the podcast. And I'm usually there between 7 and 10 Eastern Standard Time most nights. Uh, and if given a reason, I can be there other times to play games. I like playing video games. Games are a great way. A lot of games have 
you know, if you're into fighting games, uh, games are adopting this new lobby system thing. Street Fighter really did a really awesome job with it where you can just go into a lobby and walk around and literally walk up to somebody's character and emote at them and be like, you want to play a match? And then I made a friend playing Aliens the other day, Aliens Fireteam. I got a random dude and he had a mic. I had a mic and he was so excited to find somebody. He was like, hey, can I add you as a friend? And I was like, yeah. And then 20 minutes later, he's like, hey, I got another guy. Do you want to play again? You know, so, and, you know, I could tell he was stuck at home with his kid. His kid was crying, but he was just like, oh, man, I'm having so much fun because they just, that game just came out on PS Plus, which boosted the numbers up. So more people were playing it. So there's definitely things, you know, it, it can be rough if you don't have the the immediate source of going out to a club or a nightlife or tons of people. I mean, what, what else do you have? You have the Internet, and it could be a really good tool. Yeah, I mean... We live in a densely populated area, and I literally never do anything. <laughs> yeah, we rarely so, do it. I mean, a, a lot of what I do when I'm feeling depressed is confronting my depression head on. Like, I'm I'm very much willpower kind of... And I'm not saying you can will yourself out of depression. I just... If I, if I am depressed and I realize my behaviors are being affected by that, I recognize that and I work to change it. Um but How do you change it? I just for yourself cognitively switch the way I think. I try to force myself to think n- not <laughs> spirally, you know. And I yeah. do you get outside of my that? house. I want, you... So, like, if my behavior is like I said, if if I'm feeling like if if my depression is causing me to be tense or snappy, right, it happens to me sometimes with Kelsey. You know, like I might be have a shitty attitude or have a you know just feel myself being like easy to frustrate i have to see that in myself and (laughs) recognize that other people's behaviors are not pissing me off i'm just being an asshole you know and i have to like look at that or if i'm like my depression is making me not want to leave my house i leave my house then how do you not be an asshole once you've realized hey i'm being an asshole oh well a i tell kelsey immediately like hey i'm you know, I'm being a dick, like I recognize it and I'm sorry and I apologize. And then I say, you know, this is this is where it's coming from and I'm working on it. And then I probably avoid other people for a bit, uh, you know. But if mostly it's like just doing that, what my depression makes me not want to do, you know, like if I'm, it makes yeah. me want to lay in bed all day, I get the fuck out of bed. That's but this is just me and, and how I deal with it, you know, because it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, can I, I'll say two things that, uh, help me or two things that are different. One's going to be Grant Cardone <laughs> and the other one, the other one's going to be like Eastern philosophy, two very different things. But you know, Grant Cardone, he's, he's believes in taking action, being productive, being productive will make you happy. And, uh, you know, like when I work out, I feel I have a better day. Like if I go to the gym early, I feel productive. I feel like I did something good and just mentally I just I'm in a good mood. But the negative thing about this Grant Cardone type of mentality is that it could become like a checklist of things you have to do and if you don't hit everything on your checklist, you might beat yourself up and it could make things even worse, you know, and hustle culture and yada yada. But then, you know, like Eastern, the Eastern side of things, uh, you accept, well, also what, what Aaron was talking about, just accepting, acknowledging. 
acknowledging and accepting the, the present moment, who you are, who you are right mm-hmm. now. Okay, I'm being a dick. Accept it. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm dealing with this breakup. This person doesn't want to be with me. It hurts. But that's the harsh reality that you just have to accept. And, you know, you lose weight, gain weight. You can't sleep. You know, while your ex is out there getting ass, chilling out, going to shows, mm-hmm. and you're miserable, wasting time, while they're living, you're, you have to move forward. Yeah. So, but, so the Grand Cardone mentality, I feel like, is, you know, be productive, move forward, but don't beat yourself up, though. You know, just accept yourself and be loving. Like you're a Buddha, Be you're a Grand Cardone. Yes, I like Grant Cardone because I look at him and I think, even in my worst, at least I don't believe anything <laughs> that fucking guy says. Uh, th- so this is a, this is somewhat adjacent, but not fully with this topic. Uh, but but something that I saw the other day, I sent it to Nate as well. That um, really helped me didn't really help me yet but it's something that i think sounds interesting so going through massive you know depression stuff and like whatever i I, at one point went through like a little self-help phase so i was listening to kind of like you know ways to change your thoughts and shit whatever but the other day so that changes your algorithm so every now and then i get you know depression talks and i get like in motivation talks and shit i got one the other day that sounded very interesting. It sounds like mumbo jumbo, but remember, everything is mumbo jumbo and life is what you make it. Literally, there is no magic. So you need to make the fucking <laughs> things in your life good. You know, if you don't have something objectively good, like, you know, you're not fortunate enough to have a loving husband or wife, or you don't have this great job doing something you love and you really got to get yourself through this life. You know, sometimes we got, I got to wake up every fucking day and drive fucking 30 miles or drive, you know, 15 miles another city to fucking work in a goddamn food warehouse. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. But so the the thing that I saw, the girl says, when you're walking around thinking negatively and thinking all these thoughts, which is what I do. It's funny that I ran into this because that day I was really talking about, I I started saying a new mantra thing to myself, which is, oh, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. It's fine. This is my life. I get it. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. It's going to go wrong, whatever. Everything's. You know, the life of a pessimist. If I plan for the worst, when the worst happens, I knew it was coming. If something good happens, uh, I'm surprised. I think we talked about that last time. And I was really, like, getting into this whole, like, yeah, yeah, everything's fucking negative. That's what it is. Life's fucking negative. So this fucking girl's like, when you are walking around thinking negatively and telling yourself that today's going to suck and I ain't shit and whatever, your brain is, you're conditioning your brain to look for ways to confirm that. Your brain is looking for something like that. Somebody walks by and I say, hey, and they don't even say anything to me at work. See, that's what I'm talking about. Nobody fucking respects me. They can't even say hi to me. So when you keep telling yourself negative things all the time and you keep telling yourself that today's going to suck and my life sucks and I feel like shit and blah, 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 your brain is actively trying to prove you right. And it's trying to find ways to confirm that thought. So yeah, it sounds kind of stupid, like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Just say, today's going to be a great day, and I'm going to meet the love of my life, and I'm going to have the best lunch ever. It may not have to be that silly and, like, kind of delusional, but if you kind of 
look ahead or, or look towards like maybe more positive things to look out for, your brain will try to start finding those instead of immediately looking at, man, there's nobody around here and I don't have any friends and there's nothing for me to do. And every time you look in the mirror and you see that there's, you're by yourself, you're just going to be like, see, I'm alone right now. And then I know it's rough. I mean, even us in populated areas, sometimes it's hard to leave your fucking house. You don't want to do anything. Um, so maybe like putting in an effort is a big part of it, which sounds like easy. It's obvious. You have to like try, but I I found that that really is like the biggest thing is putting in a strong effort to, to give a fuck and try. Like, why do you think I quit smoking when I did? Not because I wanted to quit smoking, because I was going through the worst fucking heartbreak I'd ever been through for some fucking reason. I've been through worse before. For some reason, this shit hit me harder than anything in my life. And I was going through so much fucking turmoil mentally that I was like, I'm going to stop smoking cigarettes. Because I hear that's the hardest thing that you could fucking do. So I'm going to give myself something so fucking hard to do right now that it's going to, like, help me you know, it's almost like the Will Ferrell thing, like, oh, your leg hurts? Here, I can fix that. So he breaks your pinky. So you're no longer thinking about your leg. You're thinking about how much your pinky hurts. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a cool point of kind of pointing your mind in a direction. Yeah. Uh, and an intention I... is very important because I definitely realized that I'm walking around thinking, I ain't shit. Nobody respects me. Nobody likes me. And look at the way I can prove it. Well, I'm, my mind is literally conditioned to, to seek out ways to prove me right. And I think, change I think it dove, it dovetails with what Aaron's saying. You know, oh, you, that's he, what reminded me of it because the way just, he said it, you have you to gotta change. You got to confront it, right? You just yeah. got to okay you have to feel your feelings. Okay, I feel like I'm not shit. I'm not okay. Now what? Okay, accept it. All right. Okay, fine. I'm not shit. What's so? What's wrong with being? Okay, you're not shit. What's the big deal? Yeah, nobody's shit. Like, that's the real secret. Yeah. It, uh, even if, even if no one. Who gives a shit? Let's say everyone, everyone's mm -hmm. fucking super successful. Like, what's okay? Yeah, you're what a fucking loser. You you're the you're <laughs> the worst person in the world. You are literally number the last number mm -hmm. of all of the popular. Okay, so what? Like, what? Who? Like, yeah. What can you do now? Walk. Take the if you walk through that process, like what what matter what's what difference does it make is there you know is there a gold medal you wanted at, at the pearly gates of heaven like it's okay like even if if the worst things that you're thinking are true really i mean what would then happen what can hurt you yeah it's uh and, and we'll go after this uh i i i had a very similar thought recently where i was thinking Everything that can go wrong will go wrong, and there's no hope, and I'm too old, and dating's impossible, and it's done. Like, it's over for me. Like, it really is. Like, there's no hope. And then I realized, yeah. holy shit, dude, there's no hope. It's done. So I don't have to hold myself back to all these fucking thoughts. I can literally do whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to walk up to the prettiest girl I see at the bar or at the club and just be like, hey, how's it going? I think you're really fucking pretty. What does it fucking matter? She's going to say no anyways. And, like, that's the way of tricking myself into thinking... Oh, if I already think everything's going to end up in failure, then why don't I just go for it anyways? Because who gives a shit? So right, you're almost, you're free. Yeah, it was a weird moment where I felt free in my head, where I was like, holy shit, now that I yeah. know it's all going to go wrong, then what does it matter what I do? I can do anything. And it's it's careful to not get into like, like this this talk, like what does it matter if you're the biggest loser? Not to get into this track of nihilism, like I'm the biggest loser. Nothing matters. Nothing matters at all. Like that's not. Mm -hmm. 
that's not exactly what I mean. <laughs> like, but that's what my coffee hears every morning. I <laughs> yeah. got into my it's mug. E- it's easy, but but that that freedom, that freedom of that nothing matters. Like, okay, I might as well, I might as well try to pursue her. But also, I just want to talk about grief briefly, and then mm-hmm. give it to James to see if he wants to share anything. But like, let's go to the extreme. Grief is, you know, there's medicine for depression, but you know, grief is depression is comes from grief. But there's, grief is the worst of the worst. You know, like. Sometimes you're feeling bad, but let's say, you know, there's, you're just suffering because you had a horrible trauma, you're just, you're going through grief, and, uh, you know, that's, that's just unexpressed love. Like, you have attachments, and they were removed from your life, and you just have these feelings that, you know, just unexpressed love, and at a, sooner or later, you know, you just... Uh, I guess the the Eastern uh, just that awareness and accepting the harsh reality that also I want to give props to Aaron uh, because as a person who's experienced massive grief uh, you know like I don't think Aaron and uh, I'm going to put words in your mouth here but you know you still love your dad right he's we. gone what are you gonna do like he's gone but that love has never gone away it's not like it got less your love didn't shrink you still yeah you still ha- have all those feelings yeah. and that's it you just have to accept that okay i'm gonna live i'm gonna live with this and that's that's the worst case scenario i guess grief is the worst po- but if if there's a solution for the worst case scenario the worst case is grief. And if people can live with grief, just try to not beat yourself up if you feel bad about a breakup or if you feel bad about being alone or... Yeah. Okay, uh, it's a little bit of a rant. My apologies. Well, but No, because that's good. That ties back to a, a famous God of War quote that we talked about on here, which is the culmination of love is grief. Whether it's romantic love or familial love, like the harder you love, the harder one of you is going to grieve because we don't live forever. So just understanding that grief is a natural part of what we're going to experience as people should maybe give you a little more hope when you realize you're going through it. It's not that you're being punished. It's just something that's naturally going to occur being a complex, emotional, living being. Like, you know, it can't rain all the time, but it also can't be sunny all the time. So, uh yeah, I mean the the depths of your love today, or the depths of your your sorrow and pain tomorrow, and I don't know, I forgot the poet who said that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I got I got some emotional shit, boy. You don't know about my poets. Yeah. Fuck you know about me, bro. <laughs> Fuck yeah, no, that's James. that's good stuff, man. Yeah, James, James you do you, did you want to share anything or? Uh, I mean, I don't want to drag this out too long i mean i could easily relate to this question uh i would assume more than all of you being someone who's lived out in the sticks for a while yeah (laughs) sure um so i get that part um there's a lot of small things to like kind of kind of you got to learn to accept like you know uh, even simple things like everything is over an hour 
to do anything. That's not what happens out in the sticks. So learning to find joy in the simple things of just like the driving, like the journey to somewhere else. Um, like even if it is sitting in silence in my vehicle, listening to music, enjoying other people's content and podcasts, um, that's become more and more important for me. Um, I don't know. It's it it is the the hard thing is like no, I don't. We don't know what kind of um, what your depression is based off of. Um, yeah. I mean, so Aaron's initial therapy thing is important. <laughs> yeah, of course, therapy. Got to figure is... out what it is. And I, in no way, I mean, I don't, I don't want to come across like you're, like I'm saying your feelings are invalid or that, you know, that I'm trying to belittle the your experiences that you're having. That's. No, I don't think it sounds. That's like not. That yeah. Okay. Good. I mean, yeah. The thing is, is that's. It's all, it's true. Your feelings are are true. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, not always. Sometimes you make stuff up in your head. It depends on your. <laughs> it depends. My feelings are sometimes just complete fabrications in my mind due to rumination and shit. But I mean, but you're gonna feel your feelings. So definitely, it be, yeah, it be like, But I think the moral of the story is it bees like that sometimes. It bees like that. It bees like that sometimes. It, and and you know, we're here for you. You know. A bunch of sad boys. I think yes. we did it. I mean, yeah. You can reach out to any of us if you want. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'll gladly talk to. Yeah, and I don't know last, who wrote that in. So yeah, if you like, want to talk more on it, <laughs> definitely reach out. And then also talking about holidays. Hey, I feel you because I don't do shit on the holidays. What do you think my Thanksgiving day, my Christmas day, my Christmas night? I'm going to be streaming on those holidays for anybody who's not doing, because I'm not, I'm not sitting around a beautiful table with family members eating beautiful food or opening presents or on a Christmas tree with my loved ones. I don't have that. So I'll be on Twitch. Yeah, but some Come would be hi. jealous of that. Yeah. That's all a matter of perspective. Very true. But I mean, if you find yourself bored on a holiday and you have, you know, you you're lonely, well, I'll be... Being very good at video games on twitch.tv slash nerds the podcast. And you guys can also find us at Nerd Podcast on Instagram is the best way to contact us. It's where all these things go up. Uh you can find Nathan at Nathan's camera. Yeah. And please uh, go listen to back episodes me. of Rock with Hop. It's on it's you know, it's not around right now, but there's still a nice little backlog of really cool episodes on there. Uh Anybody else got anything to say before we wrap it up? It's a long show. It's 11 o'clock. Yeah, I'm very tired. I know. I've been trying to get through it, but this was an important one. I didn't want to skip this one. We had two more, but we're going to save them. They're fun ones. They're funny ones. Um, I'll tell you guys next time. We have to do math. Someone wants us to calculate how much money do we make on the toilet at work. <laughs> it's nice. how much do you, how much money do you make chili at work? I did the math. I make about two grand a year taking a shit. <laughs> so... Uh, I uh, I started doing the math in my head. I think it's a, like a little more than that. But we'll do that next time. Uh, and another funny one as well. But sorry to end on a serious note. But hey, man, sometimes we get questions like that. And we want to let you know what we think. Uh, I thank you guys for being here. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for PlayStation's incredible value for the PlayStation Plus program. And for rockin' tunes. Rockin' tunes, man. Uh, take care right. of yourselves, guys. That's me. We love you. Bye. Bye. See you.
Oh, shit.